Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode 17 of Synergetic Culture. And if you're tuning in via video, welcome to another video recorded episode here in the Synergetic Culture studios. I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Andrew Wynn. And today we are going to have an unplanned conversation because a lot of the times when Andrew and I get together and talk, we've said many times over and over again, I wish we were recording because this is such good stuff. So I did some... Uh, uh, convincing and asked Andrew to join me for a conversation and um, we're excited that you're tuning in uh, to listen to this episode. I hope it's beneficial and I hope that you can learn something and take something away from it. So Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to be here at the Adam Bieber show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. We have our guest out here watching, right? We, do. right? we, we do. have our guest. We're getting ready for uh, some big things happening. Yeah, man. And uh, it's the beginning of uh, many cool things to come. Yeah, dude. So um, normally when I have Can a guest. Can you play a sound effect? I, I could, but I'm not going to. Okay, okay. <laughs> normally when I have somebody on uh, the podcast, we've done like a good amount of prep. So we know what we're talking about, where we're headed, where we're going. But I think you and I both felt like it was probably a good idea to just wing it and not script it and not planet no prep no prep no prep um so hopefully this is great and if not then you know it's just going to be one of those episodes that lives on spotify and <laughs> apple podcasts and on youtube and we can always go back and enjoy it um or i just do, unreleased huh or unreleased or unreleased there's a good point yeah i have a feeling we'll release it okay. um so i i do have a couple of questions though just in kind of thinking like it i'm fascinated by your story <clears throat> We've been friends for um, at least 20 years, <laughs> at least five years, I would think mm. something along there. Yeah, I think about 2017 was around when we probably first connected. Yeah, um, because you connected with Noah, who was on the podcast, my brother, the original Bieber, the original Bieber. And um, and then you and I connected and we got to know each other a little bit. And so would you mind just sharing a little bit about your story, kind of like where you came from and and where you where you uh, went to school and stuff like that. Just give us a little background, just so the listeners get to know you a little bit. Sure, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> cool. Um, uh, lots of lots of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly what I want to share. Um, only because uh, I feel like I used to do this a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't really. Uh, I haven't, I haven't spoken in a while and I've changed a lot of perspective and a lot of things sure. in my life. Sure. So I'm a, I'm a, I feel like I'm a different person um, than what I usually say. But uh, to give a, a, a nice little recap, 
I was shipped over here on a boat and uh, <laughs> just kidding. I was born here, actually, surprisingly. Um, in the States? In the States, yeah. No, um, I was born here, uh, grew up uh, very traditional uh, parents. Um, uh, you know, they're from Vietnam, grew here, uh, very, uh, you know, traditional, uh, household, um, in, uh, in, in the DMV area, Maryland, okay. um, specifically, I, um, yeah, uh, just, uh, again, very immigrant style, uh, mindset wanted me to become a doctor, you know, lawyer, you know, pharmacist, all of that good stuff. And I went to college my freshman year to the only school that accepted me. <laughs> uh, and then I failed every single class. And then uh, I almost got kicked out um, because I, w I went to do what my, my parents wanted me to do, which was a pharmacist. Um, and then I, um, and then I, you know, I, I guess I used, I tell people uh, I got to a place where I made uh, my very own uh, decision. I don't want to say for the first time, but I really took ownership of it. Um, I switched my major. I didn't tell them. I started to do a lot of things behind the scenes because um, uh, I was a lot more entrepreneurial and business driven. Yeah. Um, and I switched uh, I switched my major to, a you know, there's a five year MBA program. I felt like that was the next best thing. And um, and uh, and uh, I didn't tell my parents by the time they found out a year later. They were mad. I was about to ask. Yeah. Yeah. They were very, very angry. I haven't shared the story in like years. So I'm trying to think through everything. I used to have this perfectly scripted. This, well, I'm glad it's day. not. I'm glad it's not scripted. <clears throat> um, and uh, and um, very, very upset. Um, very, very angry with me. You know, I felt like I extremely disappointed them. Um, uh, um, and, uh, and I just even remember one of the conversations with my dad and he was just so upset and he was like, I'm, I'm done with you and I'm no, I no longer, you know, support you and I'm letting you go. And if you want to make your own decisions, then you have to be fully responsible. And so for me, um, I was like, fine, uh, I'm going to do it. I just did. I just, for some reason, I really had a strong, um, belief in myself. I don't know why. Um, but I also knew that that meant a lot of things, i.e., like I had to figure out how to pay for school. I could no longer go home. I had to figure out where to stay. Um, I had to figure out how, what to, how to eat. Like, you know, they, yeah. they cut everything off. And so um, that led to me just walking down um, a, a, a mall one day. And then I was like, oh, military people. I wonder if you can help me, right? My first pro my first problem was to figure out how to pay for school. Sure. So I literally just walked into a um a recruitment center, and then I went to um uh, you know I'm not you know I w I didn't grow up like you know super gung ho on trying to be in the military or anything like that, um and so to me a lot of things are just solving problems and into a cause. Obviously everything that you go through you, you learn a lot, um but I I you know I I, I literally I literally went from the army to the to the navy to the air force i was like hey guys this is my situation would you guys like to pay for my school and what can i do and at the time um the marines were the only one that were willing to pay for me to go to school while um while a uh, finishing school right my main priority was and i guess that was like the first time like i really started because i'm all i do now is negotiate everything in life right which I'm this sure was you your first sale yeah it's like my first sale <laughs> right it's like okay negotiating guys, your first contract my, and negotiating the idea that i just want to keep 
Um, I just want to stay in the school and in the program that I'm in. Yep. Um, um, and I will give you guys my summer times and um, one weekend in a month and, you know, all that good yep. stuff. Right. Yep. And then afterwards, you guys can do whatever you guys want with me. Right. Um, and so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to negotiate everyone. You know, obviously, I, I, I didn't know too much, but everybody was saying, wow, the, like the Marines, they're the crazy ones, blah, blah, blah. It's like you had to do a lot more, you know, 13, 14 weeks boot camp and this and this and that. Um, but again, I was just like, whatever, I just need to do it. So I did it. And then uh, and then, yeah, uh, I, I just signed on the dotted line. And then, uh, you know, before I got shipped, uh, went to boot camp, I, you know, I did tell my parents like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going. You know, if you don't hear from me for three months, because you know they take your phone and yeah. you basically disappear all from the planet, and um, and and again, it was a it was a means to an end, and that was the first. Like it was just, it was just, I, I was very in a um, what whatever you know, do or die situation, and you yeah. know, the college just became a um, an extension of that. You know, from you know, figuring out how to eat and just like. Uh, volunteering with the bartering with the cafeteria ladies to like clean up and pick up the ketchup afterwards to eat the leftovers, you know, that, that they had. Cause they have a lot of leftovers, you know, a lot yeah, of kitchens. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. People throw away a lot of food. Um, it's actually kind of funny. So um, yeah, always negotiating, always bartering, figuring things out. And um, you know, that was the beginning of that journey. Came back from boot camp, you know, finished school, did my thing and uh, became very entrepreneurial. You know, just, I, I became a DJ. I, I cut hair, you know, $5 a head. So I, 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 I literally remember you telling me some like parts of this story, but I've never sat down and gotten the whole, yeah. like from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember this part uh, in particular because uh, you know, the first time you and I talked, and we've talked about this here and there, um, you know, the military is something's important to me. I yeah. was in the Air Force, and yeah. we, my dad was a Marine. My older brother's a Marine. we got family that's all military. That's awesome. So then when I found out that you were in the Marine Corps, I was like, wait, what? And you did it to help pay for college. And then mm -hmm. and then the part that gets me is like, like, well, I guess I never really understood to what extent the, like, separation from your family like what that looked like and why you had to do whatever it took to get, you know, the, the, the education that you went after. So yeah. would you mind telling me more about like, like the separation from my parents? Yeah. Like, yeah. like what, like to what extent, like you never went home ever again. Yeah, like yeah. you no, that's a great question. So me now yeah. being a healed, gone through therapy type yes. of person, I yes. think my answer is different than what it was. Sure. It would have been like three or four years ago. Yeah. Right. So I think it's very interesting. Cause again, I just sit in a totally different space after this, you know, whole pandemic thing. Um, so I, I think that, I think that there's one scenario, right? And this is probably, this is like the first time I've ever said this. There's, there's a scenario that you can tell yourself, you know, there's stories that you tell yourself. Yep. And then there's other people's stories or other people's realities. Right. I think I, I, you know, when I look back at it, I think I took what my parents said very literally and when they just, you know, I just, I remember it so clearly when they were just on the phone and I was telling them all these things that were happening and changing. And again, I just remember my dad saying like, I'm disowning you and everything and all that good stuff. Like, I think that that was a story that I took to heart yeah. and just honestly for the next 10 years, just ran with it, which is like, I can, I, I can no longer like rely on them, you know, need them see them. now granted um 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 to answer your question um yes i did go back you know i i i i i did go back and see them every now and then and yeah. all this good stuff but in my mind it's like you know you you guys no longer want to have anything to do with me now however true that is or isn't i don't know but i definitely use that 
and, and the story that I told myself was, you know, I have I have nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so for the next 10 years or so, I, it, it was just like, it was just, to me, I, whether they fully separated from me or not, I, I definitely separated from, from my family. Wow. Yeah. What's, what's cool is, um, I hear you taking a lot of ownership in like your side of what happened, the for separation, sure. you for know, sure. that's, that's definitely a testament of probably a lot of hours of counseling and a lot of self-reflection and and healing and, and growth. I mean, even from when I met yeah. you and like you were first hanging out with my brother, like I, I remember a, you're definitely a different person now than you were then. And you I think so. I do think so. Why? Um, because I think you're healthier. No, I, I, I completely agree. I, I do. I yeah. think, I think you're healthier. Even in the last couple of years, I think you've gotten a lot healthier. No, I, I, I clearly agree. So I'm going to just say something to yes, this, right? Because that plays into this whole thing that, you know, I'm, I have this notepad right now if, it, you know, because I've, I've written a book yep. in theory. You've written so, a book. So, so I plan on writing, you know, if I do plan on writing more books, that there's this um, there's this idea uh, to me where it's like, <laughs> it's like terrible traits that made me a great entrepreneur, right? Huh. And so, and so in this book, it's just a whole bunch of topics that up until 2020, like I lived my life a certain way. Yep. Right. And it and it really, really allowed me to do almost anything that I wanted to do. Right. Or get or achieve anything sure. that I can personally dream of. The problem with that is everything comes with a price. Yeah. Right. And so now I, you know, there are certain things that I'm not willing to do to reach certain, you know, levels of success or money sure. that I was in when I was in my you know, very much so like survival state of mind um, in, in, you know, during, you know, during my 20s yeah. and then from, from basically 2010 to 2020. Yeah. yeah. So a yeah. decade of just, you know, whatever it took, you know, it's me, myself and like I, you know what I'm saying? It's me against the world. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, at the uh, to be fair, when, when everything went down for you in college, like you didn't have any other choice. Right. So it's like all you knew. Right. That like survival mode was like the only mode. Yeah. And then as you started to be entrepreneurial, which you said, like you always had that mind. What were yeah. you like in high school? Like what was, what was a day in the life of a Andrew nerd? High were you really? Yeah, very much so. Like, like what were you into? Um, <laughs> like we're talking like it's mid so early two thousands, yeah, like no, middle for school sure, was for sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's funny. I mean, I, um, it's so it's so funny how much your environment plays a role into who you become. Sure. People tell me around me like I am such a um, chameleonaire, right? Because like I just whatever. You mean a chameleon? Chameleonaire is the rapper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, chameleon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a chameleon. Um, you just can adapt to the environment. I, I just really yeah. adapt to the environment, and I understand. Well, who are the? I don't want to say winners or losers. That sounds negative, but it's just the truth, right? Like who's at, who's the top 2%, who's the bottom two, who gets all the, you know, you know, attention, money, you know, who's not, right? There's all, it's just basic economics, right? There's a top and there's a bottom, right? In a, in a sense, right? And so I just kind of, in any environment, I just kind of understand it um, because the, the thing that excites me the most, which I'm sure you understand it too, or anybody else that's in sales and marketing is just like psychology. Oh, like yeah. I love psychology, yeah. right. More than 
anything else. Like at the end of the day, like we were just talking about this. Like I'm super curious, like learning about like cults and stuff. Not because I want to be in anything, yeah. But but obviously, like these people convince legions of other people, right? Yeah. Whether it's like you know, and, and I love watching um, documentaries and shows based off of reality where you know these leaders built up, you know, uh, you know, or or just built a storyline or convinced yeah. a lot of people to do this or that or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah, good, bad, right, or wrong. Yeah. There's something psychologically that happens yeah, that's, for sure. It's the most interesting thing to me. And yeah. um um and, and, and I love it. I like it. Um and I understand that honestly, once you obtain that skill, like I've always said if I wasn't like a good person, I'd probably like be the best con man <laughs> because it's the same skill set yeah right when it yeah. comes to sales psychology all like it's the same skill set of just like convincing things people negotiating getting one person to believe another yeah. thing like but i just decide to use it for good things you know what i'm saying so all of that super super fascinates me what was the question what you were like in high school oh okay 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 <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so like a nerd like like no, movies books yeah. um like, were you listening to music i mean what was that an original nintendo cube yeah you know that yeah, was the, game the thing yeah. um i had one filipino and one indian friend and they were my best friends that's awesome up until high school and then it's funny because then i moved my parents moved me from a, an area where it was like all like hispanics and immigrants to this other area which were which was around like a lot of like wealthy or like african-americans and stuff like that and so then like i just started like seeing things differently and then assimilating in in, in that area and arena and just like and then and then you know but obviously with them you know it, it's a you know you you there's there's different things you pick up on right and yeah. you know whether you want to call it um, swag or you know um, culture or sports, like you get interested in other things that sure, you know sure. other people or the cool kids are interested in, right? And so, I just like super naturally assimilated to kind of that environment, and then, you know the next environment after that, and then corporate America. So I just you know my life is just a combination of so many in depth experiences that then allows me to understand how to move um in reality and i've, I've always said i've always used to say that i used to say this a lot back in the day we you know how people say like you it takes ten thousand hours to understand um or <clears throat> to like or, like get get to become to, an expert at something. That, expert yeah. and what i realized was um from a this is this is one of the things that makes me really good when it comes to just even cultures of people i actually do feel like I had 10,000 hours around like the Asian immigrant culture. Then I had like 10,000 hours around like, you know, the whole like African American culture. Cause I grew up in that, you know, during high school, college, that was all me. And then like after, you know, that I went to corporate America and really got put, try to put in my 10,000 hours around just white Americans and corporate America. Yeah. And so all of that together really helped me understand um, the nuances and things that honestly most people, however much they want to understand, you will never understand, right? Not to the level of complexity that I think I could, not to say that I'm, you know, better. It's just, it's just experience, right? Sure, so sure. I'm able to pick up on the tiniest nuances. And uh, from there also just, I become a lot more understanding, yeah. right, of a lot of things. And then, um, and yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, you, you know, it's just life experiences, things learned. And then, and then how you then, um, repackage all of that to position yourself where you want to be. Yeah. Very, very interesting answer to what you were like in high school, but yeah. no, but I, I love it. Cause it's, it's, uh, 
I don't know. It's a it's a peek behind the curtain of like what shaped you, what formed you, and how yeah. you kind of got. Can to I give you did. some other things that shaped me or formed me? Sure, please. I've been saving this for a long time, oh um, my and I don't goodness. know what because I, I don't I don't do any. I, I really don't like to do anymore. Um, I think in this season of me where I'm just um, 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 almost like relearning and 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 pivoting myself and my mindset. I'm I, I'm waiting for me to just like really get clear. Sure. On on who and how I want to be, and and I'm I'm getting clearer and clearer. But you know, it might take another year or so two. I don't know. Before you say what you wanted to say, okay. You, don't forget it. Can you remember it? Okay. I just want to like set the table with the rest of the story, being that you became a DJ, yes. had this entrepreneurial mindset. Yes. Uh, bought a print shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Started doing marketing. Yeah, and started your own marketing company. Yes. Started a marketing agency. Yes. Um, landed some pretty big names. Yep. 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 At some we, point, you wrote a book. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, traveled a lot. Spoken all Travel over the country and world. Spoke around the country. A little bit around the world. A little bit around the world. <laughs> Gary V put us in his book. Gary V put a story of you in his yeah. book. Which, what, which book of his? Crushing it. Yeah. So, Yellow book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I oh, have it on the shelf it, back yeah. here, but um, he wrote about you in his book. Um, you kind of got into a spotlight. Yeah. And and so now when you say like you're you're shifting and moving and yeah. getting more clear, it's like you've taken a step away from the stage and yeah. the microphone and the camera. In fact, when I asked you to do this, you were like, I get asked all the time to do podcasts and I usually say no, but for some reason you said yes to me, which I appreciate. For sure. Um so it's kind of cool. Like I want to set the rest of that stage because there's yeah. so much that's happened in the last like yeah. 10, 15 years. Um, going from like you graduating high school and then, you know, going into everything that's happened between now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll add to that. Yeah. Right? yeah so just to set the stage. Yeah. Right. So like, yes, I, 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 after I graduated college, just to kind of continue the story, just for people, um, I, I graduated from college. Um, I was very strategic because I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I um, also understood just the reality of it, right? And I was like, yo, let me get a job just to kind of keep the, you know, bi-weekly checks flowing. Sure. As just to, I'm a big um, 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 uh, mitigator of risk, right? I think everything, every decision is a risk. Sure. And so how do I pick the path of least resistance, yep. right? That is always like a, a, there's, there's a strong like kind of like core value there right so um or i think that's what it's called i don't know just foundation right yeah so so um uh okay cool i had a job right and just to kind of go deeper into the whole story right it was like i was i moved to richmond virginia and i worked at pepsi dang it, i should have said their name it's fine okay we can believe it out later because then um I, uh, <laughs> because then i was in sales and marketing there and then um i was working like 5 a.m to like 5 p.m right yeah. then coming home and then um understanding and learning how to start my own marketing practice right sure. so like 6 p.m to like 12 a.m right but sometimes i was still also djing because i had still had contracts to dj like sports games and stuff like that and so um, were you good i was i was i was pretty Pretty good. fire. Yeah, that was pretty good. Bro, d I'm, I'm, I'm totally... Can I tell you why? Yeah. Um, uh, and this actually goes into one of my other points. Uh, I was I was pretty good because... Um, um, so my mentor at the time when I was at the school I was at was DJ Tay James, which was Justin Bieber's DJ. Oh, wow. And Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So so the, the DJs that come through my school 
are extremely successful and there's yeah. like a lineage yeah. right so um dj tay james became justin bieber's dj before that was dj baby drew which was chris brown's dj before that wow. was dj envy which is on the breakfast club before that was Pusha t's dj and like there's like it's a lineage and i was right behind them and so <laughs> you even broke that, it i'm just kidding uh, yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much but they taught you they taught you the they, way they taught me a lot interesting a lot like i learned um something that i can talk about later but me being a DJ really is fundamentally one of the things that um, if I were to give two things that made me very, very successful, um, um, that experience as a DJ is number one. I'll tell you guys why later, right? There's another one. I'll tell you guys that later too because I want to finish. I want to yeah, lay the foundation, yeah. right? So I Wait, was, can I say one more thing about the whole DJ thing? Sure. <laughs> um, you remember it was like uh, about a year ago. You were, I think you were still living up in the Northeast before you moved back to Atlanta. And... Um, we were up late one night, and you came across some of your old tracks, uh-huh. like on Facebook or something. I don't know how it is, but you pulled some some stuff that you mixed, uh-huh. and we were listening to it, and oh, you yeah. were like, you caught a vibe that it night. Was called, it was love letters, right? <laughs> something like that. It was that. like, yeah, it was 50, like, <laughs> love songs. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyways, it was good. This is how I knew I made it, right? Because, again, so we were dropping mixtapes back in the day, right? DJs were dropping, like, physical CDs, right? Yep. This was like, you know long time ago right so so we were dropping cds and every valentine's day i would drop a, a mixtape it was called <laughs> love letters and i knew i made it when i was it was valentine's day and i was just walking in the street and i could hear apartments just playing your <laughs> it was funny i loved it but, anyways um, continue i'm sorry anyways anyways um so um um, all right, cool. So then, um, then I was still DJing, right? So sometimes I would get off of work and then, uh, like a basketball game or something that I still had contracts with. So I would drive an hour and a half down to Hampton, Virginia, which is where I had to go from Richmond, DJ, you know, a game from six to eight, you know, it's a double header, eight to 10, then drive an hour and a half back, get home at like 11, maybe put another hour or two in and then wake back up at like four or five. Right. And that was my like consistent schedule for exactly one year. Um, you know, why was I so motivated? Why did I just completely shut myself out and just kind of like focus on this ground? I don't know. Um, it was probably part of the whole survival mindset and like do whatever it takes to yeah. get where I get, yeah. right? So, um, and then like I was doing marketing, but like you said, I had, you know, found this company that was going out of business. So I brought all their printing um, shops, their printing equipment, right? That can print on like t-shirts and banners and wall wraps and car wraps, all that good stuff. And then I just like, I bought it and then I put it in my apartment. I turned my apartment <laughs> living room into a sweatshop and i remember asking my friends to come through and just you know help me print stuff while i was what were you printing what were you marketing um, i was printing t-shirts everything right so for me the idea was okay cool i'm starting a, a marketing agency but you know what does that really mean right I don't know. yeah that's great <laughs> that's what i said Nobody knows. yeah that's what i said right like what does that really mean yeah. right and so for me um, being a 21, 22 year old, like it's not like I was gonna get no big marketing contracts and everything, sure. right? So for me, the easy way um, to to and I mean this is a whole lesson in itself, an easy way to um, start to build my brand or work with my warm and hot audience was providing something that they could understand. So what do people do understand? They understand like logos and websites, t-shirts, like you know banners, like sure. they understand that stuff. Okay. They don't. Nobody really understands the complexity of a marketing camp or advertising campaign, right? Or like a funnel. Correct. Yeah. Or, and or, or, or could I even justify how to charge 20, 30, 50, $100,000 or something, right? At yeah. 21 years old. So, but I could justify, hey, look, you want 100 shirts? 
hey, I can do it for you. Oh, also, you need the logo? Cool, we can make that. Oh, plus that, like, like once you get them in, gotcha. they're equal. So I had to figure out the thing that got them in, and then I could always upsell them, right? Okay. Bar, right? We well, you know that. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, so Land to, and at, at a very basic level, that was that. The yep. printing was... It was a no-brainer. Like I didn't have to sell them on my 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 marketing genius or service or work. Yeah. It was just you need a t-shirt. I can do it. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm gonna build this relationship and then let it go to other things. Gotcha. So that was the pure play there. All while you were still working corporate America, yeah. still still <laughs> grinding and hustling yep. from five to five, yep. sixty-hour yep. work weeks. Yep, easily, easily. And so I did that for exactly one year. Um, um, and then, um, um, after that, I mean, yeah, I did that for one year and then, man, I would have quit before the year was over, but I took on a signing bonus, right? You know about signing bonus. You get a lot of bonuses, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I took on a signing bonus and if you, if you quit before, you know, the, the 12 months, then you have to pay it back, right? Yep. And I was like, ah, cause I got in trouble so many times and stuff. I mean, I hope nobody from Pepsi is listening, but you know, if you are, I still, think it's a great company yeah because uh, they, they taught me a lot um i mean every situation teaches you a lot so anyways um I well, left we've all been young and dumb and made dumb decisions and i mean i've got i've got a list of things that i probably said and did and i could think of some right now in my like early jobs early 20s where i just it's just dumb it's yeah. stupid you yeah. know so so then I, I i so within a year exactly uh -huh. one year literally exactly one year i rolled up my two-week notice in i gave it to the boss greatest feeling in the world Absolutely great. I felt like I was able to retire, right? I felt like I had <laughs> saved enough money. I felt like, felt like the business was good enough to get, again, the whole transition here was, again, about risk mitigation, right? Yep. Like making sure that, and, and my my philosophy at that moment was very, very simple. If I didn't make a dime for the next year, would I still be able to survive, right? That that was the that was the cursor that said, the milestone that said, all right, cool, I'm ready to quit my job, right? I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get started with a lot more risk than what you took. Is that just a is that just an assumption? Like I've I like I, you I, you took risks, but I feel like you at such a young age were able to calculate the cost. Oh, like it, yep. The I, I you know I agree. You, you weighed the risk before you just went 100%. for it. hundred like, percent. People like get a second mortgage on their home, and they got like a wife and kids at home, and they're like, "We're yeah. going to get the business started." And yeah. like, I feel like you were pretty calculated in, I'm very calculated. in what you did. It's it's why I. It's interesting. It's why I almost. This sounds very bad, but it's why I can confidently say I really don't fail. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean that sounds I like bad, it. but I mean, and but even if I fail, I just figure out another situation, so it still always ends out right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I I'm very very confident because of so many reasons. Not only do I calculate everything to to the T, um, I I also mitigate um my expenses. Right, like I do things that create such a huge buffer sure. that like. I remember at one point I was I was working with a friend and I was like, yo, if we don't make it, nobody can make it because the amount of sacrifice and the amount of buffer that I create in my life, like it shouldn't be this hard. Yet I am forcing myself to 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 live a very, very, you know, to live this life that yeah. like, you know, it includes so much sacrifice, so much. And it's like if you, you can't I, I always see it as a competition. I'm like, yo, you can't beat me like you. You're, you're not going to live on cheaper rent. You're not going to eat less. You're, you're not like, there's just so many things where I just took myself to the absolute bottom oh, bro, of what it I took. Know. I saw some of yeah. it like six then, years ago, five yeah, years ago. Yeah. And then I, so I, I mitigate all expenses. I maximize all revenue. And then it's just like, and then I just take it from there. Right. Yeah. So to me, that was the, the, the method, um, 
that was the method. Um, um, and and it's really it's it, it's really more of a mindset, right? Because if I did have children or a wife or whatever it is, right, sure. I would just I would just do it in a different way, right? So granted, you know, you might not be in the exact same situation as I was, but even that is being strategic, right? Honestly, just trying not to be, you know. T- having a family early like it was yeah. it's all strategic yeah. Yeah, right sure. because it all it comes down to is the, the 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 how you use your time and how you use your resources right and so again i i minimized all all output you know what i'm saying and i and i and i maximized all the input right yeah. and so um i quit my job and like three months later you know we signed our first pro athlete d'angelo hall from the washington redskins to kind of this like off the Feel off the field like marketing branding deal represented him on his like MRN which is like a marketing representation thing with the NFLPA and then that that's really when it started to like get good right like we started we were this like little like you know garage shop doing stuff for like the highest level you know people in certain areas like so niche boutique yeah. marketing firm that yeah. somehow made it uh-huh. big uh-huh uh-huh yeah I remember hearing about D'Angelo Hall, yeah. thinking that was pretty tight. Yeah, and he he was at a pretty good place. He was a you know Pro Bowl player, and from there that led to I always say once you do a good job for one guy, it's always like yo here's my guy, here's my guy, yep. here's my guy. Yep. So like literally for the last like ten years, it's been all referral based. I tell Noah all the time. I I hope I'm hoping after this summer we can actually get a website up. I have not had a website for the old agency you know since like 2015 because we have been so booked and busy that's insane yeah that's yeah. insane yeah. you're a marketing company you guys bu- you, Noah, you guys yeah. build websites for people and you don't have a website yeah i know that's kind of funny right that's wild yeah that's yeah. so wild because yeah. i'm i'm very focused on the stuff that moves the needle well yeah you guys are very like um relational intentional yeah. grassroots like you you it's not all glitz and glam website yeah. instagram you're not like all yeah. over social media like yeah yeah, you were but at one but point. but the key here is not just the fact that we're intentional with relationships. It's not, it's not what we do. A lot of time, it's what we don't do. Interesting. I think a lot of people get caught up doing things that don't actually move the needle. Huh. Right. Yeah. And so it's just you're the eighty twenty rule. Correct. We've so talked about this all the time. So yeah. we're doing things that feels and makes us feel busy and yes. like we're doing something. Yes. But if you sit back and analyze it, it's not actually moving the needle. Yeah. And that's what I'm big on. I. You know, I, you know, I, 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 when I talked to, you know, Noah and everybody else, we're like, yo, I am willing to, I'm the type of guy where I am willing to lose many, many battles to win the war. Mm. Right. Which means I don't care if certain areas of my life or the business looks like we lost because I have the vision to understand what's going to win the war. And so I'm focused on that. Right. And so, and so any short term you know wins or losses or whatever doesn't really matter as long as i understand again this is where the 80 20 rule comes in and for the people that don't know exactly what that means it's the whole idea that you'll realize in majority of your life and what you do um 20 of what you do yields 80 percent of the results yep right and then the other 80 percent yields 20 percent of the results yep and and people do not understand how to pick the 20 percent versus all the rest yep yeah that that's it. Yeah. Should I continue the story? Sure. Okay. Cool. So then, <laughs> so then, um, I really need I really needed a bathroom break too. I've been drinking so much water. But that's okay. I'm gonna try to hold out. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um. Um. So then. So then. All right. Cool. So then. 
Um, man, so, okay, cool. We start building, we're building, we're building. Um, things are good. I go through so many things, right? I go through, um, I learned a lot by um, potential business partners and co-founders and, you know, many of them don't work out and, you know, why? And then like to be, still keep going after that, but still keep going in and, and keeping the leverage, right? And keep it in your favor. Like all these good things um, um, happen um, over the next year or two and we continue to build, build, build. And I understand like, okay, cool. What are the type of clients I want? And yeah. what type of clients, again, I don't want, right? Sure. It's very, very important to understand what you don't want, uh -huh. right? I realized early also that I rather have 10 people paying us $10,000 a month versus 100 people paying us $1,000 a month. They equal the same, but from experience, I know it's a lot easier managing 10 people versus 100 clients. Sure, yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, yeah, but, um, but, that, but that goes into your business model, right? We know that because we've been in this position and we manage, but a lot of times people who are just starting again, you know, they don't, they don't even recognize that. They don't realize that. And so... Um, did that. Then I moved down to Atlanta right. um, uh, around 2000. So I, I was building in Richmond, Virginia, did well, wanted to expand, moved out to Atlanta in around 2015, 16-ish, got to a really, really good place in my life there. Um, um, met Noah. He was like yeah. a freshman in college. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and that whole meeting was crazy because we just met at church randomly. Right. Um, uh, should I tell the story or does it not matter? No, you can't. Okay, cool. So like, if anybody's been listening to the episodes, they got to meet Noah, my <laughs> brother and nice. hear a little bit about from him. He actually shared something that you taught him on that episode, the whole idea around do delegate delay. Yeah. Um, and so, that's what's cool is the connecting piece to, to you and me sitting here doing this is Noah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is awesome. So, yeah, 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 you met Noah. Noah came onto the scene. So so I met Noah. Noah was a freshman in college, right? Yep. And um, and um, and and uh, I just remember meeting him, and th there was really nothing really that connected us. But then, like, we went to church one random day, and he was just super, super nice. He was like, hey, you know, you want to sit with us? I was like, all right, cool. And then we went to uh, get grab some pizza, and then we were just sitting there talking. And next thing you know, uh, one of his friends – who, which we will not name, was like, hey, man, Noah was really good. It's like Snapchat was really popular, right? And he was doing all these like video things. Were yeah. really cool. I looked at him and I was like, oh, wow. Immediately, I noticed that he had an eye, right? And you know what? One thing that I think I, I realized that I'm really good at too, I'm, I love the idea of, uh, whether it's Noah or anybody else, I love, I love this idea right here. When I love the idea of being able to find undervalued talent, or undervalued like stock, right? I mean, that's basically what Wall Street is, right? Like sure. you're trying to find a stock, invest in it before it blows up, right? Because once things blow up, you're too late. Too right? late. Because yeah. again, this is part of the understanding of how to mitigate risk, right? If you buy things that are low, then then your risk isn't as bad because you have a good feeling that it's gonna go sure. up. Sure. But you have to have the foresight, the insight to know that because if you buy it when it's high or when it's rising, it's too late. Yep. Right. That's a whole nother thing, right? Yep. So so and then when the bottom falls out then you're screwed because Correct. all that investment's gone. Correct. So whether it's 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 people, it's resources, it's all always about looking for things that are not obvious. Yeah. Right? The areas and the opportunities and you know, you know, working with that, right? I love the idea like we were talking about scandal the other day, right? And how she was able to go and recruit people who were like homeless or this or that yeah. or whatever. And it's like the the idea is 
the like people might not see what you are or what you have, but like like I love those type of scenarios because I feel like I've always been an underdog, and there is certain um, characteristics that sure. I can see that I'm like, yo, you know, us together, we're gonna we can do amazing things, yep. right, or whatever. Yep. And I, honestly, I I do this even with clients and people. This is how I know you know who to work with or who not to, and all this good stuff. Anyways, um, so uh, you see all this untapped potential. Yes, I see all this untapped potential, and then, um, and then, uh, dang, I'm trying to think exactly what happened next. Um, um, so, so we start to kind of meet up and just discuss the idea of um, of videography, right? Yeah. I knew this was like 2016, and 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 video was getting really, really big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and Noah was showing me all this stuff. I was like, oh, that's really cool. We can definitely do that for our clients. Right. And so um, I um, I remember um, kind of fast forward, just kind of meeting up talking. I was like, yo, can you do this? I will buy whatever equipment you want and we can, you know, go and practice. And, you know, the idea is if we both, you know, love it, then we can both um, work on it um, for free because I didn't have, you know, I had money for me, <laughs> but I didn't have money for other people at yeah, the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's even the whole thing. Right. Negotiating with people and understanding, like, you know, if you can find this alignment of you know getting people to do what they want to do again it'll, it'll be a lot easier right it'll be uh, easier to convince people to do stuff right yeah so oh, yeah. anyways um, um we were getting into it next thing you know i had a client who honestly he he was like a broker at sotheby's which is like a really fancy um real estate you know company right yeah. they do like all the million dollar homes and stuff i had a client in dc and i was like yo noah he um he wants us to go up and i was doing like his social media and all that good stuff i was like he wants us to go up to um to, to dc and you know what's really really funny i don't know or, is noah listening noah's listening all right yeah. cool <laughs> this is actually kind of funny because i think i told him i said hey noah you want to come with me bro like they're putting us up in the mgm like we're gonna be in dc we're gonna do all this and all this and um, he wasn't really putting us up in the MGM. I decided to just put us up in the MGM because I wanted to impress <laughs> Noah. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to yeah. kind of continue. Just, I, I wanted to, I want him to believe in me. Yeah. Right. Like whoever it is, whether sure. it's a client, a partner, or sure. you know, a friend, a coworker. Oh, dude, I don't know, know how many times right. I've gone. Like, dude, I went out on a limb. Yeah. I was able to get this approved for you. Exactly. You know, that sort exactly. Of thing. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so I was like, yo, man, he's doing all that good stuff. Right. He's flying us up there, but I was just paying for it myself. Right. But I knew that it fit the budget because I did know that what I was getting paid for it. Right. And we went up there. This was February of two thousand, I think, sixteen, or seventeen. I don't remember, but um, we went up there. We shot a whole bunch of videos, and I and and he shot me this video. I was like, and and literally like, he just followed me around the whole weekend. We were shooting all these videos, yeah. And I dropped this video like a week or two later, and then like like it just went crazy on social media, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like like people are loving this. We're almost like staying like we're like marketing wise, we were doing really good with like. Building brand, getting attention, being ahead of the curve. Honestly, like you guys style, were definitely ahead of the curve. Yeah, the style of, of videography and cinematography that we were going after, it could elevate any brand. Sure. Right. And and that's what I saw in this um, relationship partnership with Noah. Right. And I always say partnership because I, I see it like that. Right. I'm very like, uh, I, I might have I sounded was, like I know what I'm talking about, but I I honestly hate when he says like, oh, I, like my boss. <laughs> Like, bro, like, yeah, it's like it's just me and you. I don't know how to serious? introduce. I don't know how to like introduce you. Like, I was explaining to, to someone that like, yeah. like who you were, and I was like, it's my brother's 
business partner. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't that's, know that's what to fine. say. That's fine. That's fine. Because now it's been, what, six years yeah, that you guys been, have worked yeah, together? It's, it's been a tremendous amount of time, yeah. right? And and so that just set the tone. And from there, I was like, and honestly, too, with all of this, too, one of the beautiful things is um, we just really got to align and learn a lot about each other. And there were just so much similarities and I think a lot of values and strong foundations. Next thing you know, I was like, yo, Noah, I want to um, take the summer off. I haven't been on vacation in a long time. I'm going to rent a car for 30 days and drive around the country. You want to come with me? And I think this was after his freshman year. And yep, because we had this great experience, he was he was like, yeah, sure. You know, and I, I, th- I always thought it was funny because I think of myself as a college student and I remember like, dog, what time do you have to get back to class? All right, we got to get you back in class, you know, while we we're like flying around the country on the weekends and stuff like yeah. that. I was like, man, we got to get you back to class. And so, um, and so I, I just think it was funny because I was like, dang, if, I, if that was me, I thought it would be cool. I don't know if it was cool to him, but it was cool to me. And I was the person oh, on the other side. Oh, it was so cool to him. All right, cool, cool. So, so then that summer, I was like, yo, you want to travel around the country with me? I'm going to rent a car for 30 days and we're just going to drive from Atlanta up the East Coast over to Chicago, down to Dallas, over to Arizona, LA, and then just end in San Francisco. And for me, um, I also wanted to like start to like give back in a sense. And so I wanted to host, you know, I'm big on um, um, things that are in person. Yeah, yeah, right? networking because, and because putting people together. Because even for me, uh, and someone who's really good at online marketing and social media, all that good stuff, I also, again, being ahead of the curve, I knew that well, the real results get happen in person, right? The depth of the relationship gets happen when you can, you know, because I also knew that, again, everything comes at a cost. The more access you have to everything, the less valuable it becomes, right? So as people were building out their brands and email lists and this and this, that, I knew that, yes, on a high level, it worked great, but on a depth level, it wasn't as strong. And so for me, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to build depth, right, yep. with my relationships, right? And so I, you know, I built an audience online and, you know, then I was like, they were doing this. And, you know, at that point, that's when we started going around the country and, you know, we called it the Build Your Own Brand Tour. That led to a whole other event business where we were sure. doing conferences for thousands and thousands of people. And so um, that was a whole journey. But that was the beginning of that. Um, and, and obviously for that, like, we got to really, really, like, vibe and connect all that good stuff. And that's when in Arizona, I was driving through Arizona and uh, I got a call from Gary V's team and they were like, yo, I see what you're doing. It's pretty cool. And then I was like, and I'm so mad because I remember seeing the, uh, I remember seeing the, the email and I was like, yo, no, 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 get out your camera and catch my reaction. Like it was the, the whole like <laughs> vlog thing. We were like vlogging, right? Yeah. That was the yeah. cool thing to do. Right. And, uh, but I think Noah lost that footage. <laughs> I, we, I don't think we ever found it again. Oh, man. Um, um, but I wanted to capture that. And then, again, I, so then we, I was in Arizona, and then we pulled off to the side. And I was just – and then if you've ever been in Arizona, Sedona is, like, one of the most amazing places yeah, in the world. It's beautiful. So peaceful, so tranquil. And I sat there and interviewed with him and his team and his writers and all this good stuff for, like, two hours. Um, and then, like, three months later, like, they sent me all this paperwork, and I signed my life away and – did that, you get anything for that? Or did I didn't it, get anything. No. <laughs> Does he say your name but in the book? I, uh, yeah, all the time. Oh. And I, I, from when that book dropped, I mean, yeah, even to this day, DM, like, I, I mean, obviously when it dropped, I got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of DMs and all that good stuff and people just super, super like interested. You know, I mean, Very I was cool. in the book with like Lewis Howes and like, like all these other people. Like yeah. I was probably like, there was probably like two no names in there and I was like one of them, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so and so it was super cool. Like it was super, super cool the amount of 
uh, attention. I got like a hundred signed books for him. <laughs> like, you know, like I got to meet him, all that good stuff. Uh, I mean, it was just it, it added to the storyline of just building this momentum, sure. right? And so when it comes to building your story or building your brand, it's all about. I always call it uh, a moment and momentum, right? And so I have all these like analogies and you know ways to go about things. But uh-huh. you know, we were doing that, and that added to the momentum to then carry us to the next thing, and next thing, and next thing, and next thing, right? And yep. so because this big storyline, and as you're building your brand online, which you know, again, I was all in this space. You know, it's about, you know, just continuously, you know, winning and winning and being this leader to people and still giving back. And people will start to, like, live vicariously through you and yeah, all this for good sure. stuff. And I mean, it was it was cool. And, you know, that led to, you know, hosting then, like, conferences in front of thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, I felt like by the time 2019 hit, I felt like I had reached every single goal I wanted to, like... I, you know, I met, I met a, a girl that I wanted to marry. I had just accomplished our second self-funded conference. And, you know, I was, I was getting to know like tons of like all the people that I looked up to now was now friends with them and all this good stuff. Um, and I just reached a, an amazing peak in my life. Um, and from then the 20, outside, from the outside yep. and then 2020 hit. And then it really, really shook up a lot of things internally. Yeah. Um, so um, that then transferred me to a new journey of, you know, just therapy, um, forgiving myself, forgiving my family, just a lot of things that I think was really, really interesting, uncovering childhood traumas. Why mm. do I do the things I do? Why do I work so hard? And, and all this stuff. I mean, so, you know, it, it, it's good. And I think anything is possible. I think I just think anything is possible at a price. And the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, what price am I willing to pay? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of threw out the idea already about <clears throat> if, if you were to write another book or when you write another mm-hmm. book. Because now, now it probably makes sense to, if you're still listening 47 minutes in, yeah. um, why you mentioned... Uh, horrible uh, traits that make me a good entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the horrible traits that made you a good entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I think that's a hilarious uh, potential title. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Because it's the what what it is is it's the I don't know what, what you call it I don't know if it's like the juxtaposition but or it's the hypocrisy it's not that word but it's the it's the yin and yang to a lot of things in life yeah right and one thing that I learned was I lived on a very extreme lifestyle because yeah. I, in theory I wanted extreme results that's why it is anything is possible the the, the problem is is it sustainable yes right so once like you can do a lot of these things in your twenties but then once you hit 30s or 40s or 50s like you start thinking a little bit more long term right sure. i do remember and this is like i was crazy like i remember telling like people i was like yo i'm either gonna i'm either gonna make it by the time i'm 30 or i'm gonna die trying type of thing right very very 50 cent get rich or die trying right? i was like that's yeah. intense yeah it's a bit no, aggressive I, I i genuinely believe that yeah to my core and i think that when people came to me, saw me, worked with me, they believed it too. And that's that's what attracted sure, the, sure. the energy. Like, yeah. wow, like, like, yo, this guy really might have what it takes. And for me, I'm just like, yo, I'm a random Asian guy that grew up in Maryland that have no I have no reason for doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah. I, I literally am nobody. Like, why are these people following me and these people working with me and you know I, I don't even understand why like i look back at my life i'm like yo why why am i even here yeah you know i, I don't think i'm anybody special i i, I also like to i don't know the word is self-deprecate <laughs> self-depreciate i don't know i don't think i'm anybody like i really really take a very very humble approach to, to things yeah right yeah so i think like, there's a healthy way to do that like not 
yeah get completely full of yourself and yeah. and you know think that one thing i will say is like no matter how much fame <laughs> sure. you've attained it's never changed the way that i've seen you treat people yeah you know it's it's not it doesn't change the way that you you interact and the way that you move and like the yeah. way, like you know i i don't know i i don't think the the success ever became too much for you and like your character and integrity. Yeah. I just think you know, I'm this, to, the I'm, pace that you're at yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. I'm trying to think why though. That's a very, cause, cause, cause success changes a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Name changes a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm, I even think back to myself now, like why, why didn't it change me? I don't know, but you're, you're right though. Yeah. Like I never, maybe because I never really cared about it that much. Right. Maybe, well, you, maybe didn't, you didn't set out in your early twenties trying to figure out how to pay for college going, I, I'm doing this to to get bread. Yeah. I'm doing this yeah. to you yeah. know. It, it was a, it was a make my do bag. Or die. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like no. This is survival. This of is the just fittest. survival. Yeah. yeah, this is not. Yeah. This is nothing special. Yet everyone saw it as like cool and special, and you know, and then that's where all like the tens of thousands of followers came from, and you know, the following the journey, all this good stuff. But um, yeah, for me it was just for me it was for survival. Yeah, like literally up to 2020. Yeah, it was all survival. Everything that I did was just based on the idea of I'm just trying to breathe. Now, granted. You know, people like I remember doing this interview where people were like, it's just so funny. There's little things where I realized, like, I don't have to be this way. But like um, there's this thing I actually posted on social media years ago. This guy that interviewed me, you know, I was I, you know, I realized l looking back now, it's like my, my level of like like little things like my level of broke was very different from other people's levels of broke. Right. And I, uh -huh. this, I don't know if you ever seen this video where, you know, I remember in college, like at a certain point when people said they were broke, like they were really like broke, broke, right? Like zero dollars in the bank account. Yeah. And I remember like, I would say I'm broke, but I had like $10,000 in the bank account, right? As a college student, right? So, so, but that's what I mean. To me, I felt like I was still broke, yet I had a lot more than a lot of other people. Yeah. But like for me, I genuinely believe that I still was in the survival mode. Yeah. And so I kept building and building and building like that. So I'm like, even when I had a hundred thousand, like I just felt like I'm, I just feel like I'm, which is not healthy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm still thinking like, uh, but, but, yeah. but what it does is again, it just, it just, it, it maximizes, maximizes our potential of, of, of just making it. And again, once 2020 hit and I really got to shift a lot of my personal mindset, I realized, okay, I don't have to be like this anymore. Yeah. Because because if, if it did not happen, I would have kept going and going and going. And it probably would have driven me like deeper and deeper and deeper oh, yeah. into this thing. So again, I'm 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 really, really happy and I'm 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 extremely happy of the failures that, that 2020 came with um, because it gave me the time and the opportunity to just sit with myself sure. and think and um uh, figure out you know, when I was 20, I saw myself by 30. Who did I want to be? Now, when I'm 30, I'm looking at myself at 40, where I want to be. And so I'm going to map out the exact game plan and get there, right? And that uh -huh. comes with a lot of different things, right? That comes with being a, a, a good family man, a leader. A, like It's stuff that really ha has nothing to do with fame, money, success, or popularity. It's almost the exact opposite. It's being yeah. more private, but a better person, a better friend, a better family matter. It's all the things that I kind of like left. And now I'm like coming back home. Have you read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey? Nope. It's good. It's really good. Green Lights? Yeah, yeah. He wrote it. Yeah. He, he finished it during the pandemic. Um, It's like a, a memoir. Yeah. I mean, he tells a bunch of stories. Yeah. Um, I listened to it on Audible. He reads it. 
normally when I listen to books or podcasts, I usually listen to them at like at least one and a half times speed to yeah, yeah, for sure. Consume the content quickly, but I try to read it at three times. It's really hard. That's insane. Two yeah. is two is the max I can yeah. go if it's a slow reader. No, one and a half is is yeah, yeah decent. But yeah. for for that book, I just did it at regular speed because Matthew yeah. McConaughey's reading it. And this has got that thing about his voice. Uh, his voice is sexy. But he talks about um, at one point. I I can't remember where he said this and like in what context it was, but he said like one of the people that he looks up to is himself in ten years. I remember him saying that in a speech. Yeah, yeah. At the and, and, or something like that. Yeah, it was really, really he's good. like, I'm like, always, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always chasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what you just said, you're yeah. like, you know, at 20, you're like, who do I want to be at 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. then you chase that. But when you get to 30, you're, you're like, like, who do I want to be at yeah, 40? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you get to 40. Yeah, and you, so you never really get there. You never and really you know get what? there. And that, and that alone right there, I'm very careful when I use the word chase, try, should, could. I don't like, I don't like worrying or thinking too much about the future. Sure. I Although I Aspire. have, although although I understand that the future plays a role, I'm very very cognizant of the present and how to get closer to that desired future. But I don't, because I think that's the problem with a lot of people. They're so stuck on the end goal, whatever yep. that goal is or that number, that um, that it it really. It, it, it mentally messes them up when it, they, they can't get there. Sure. Right? Because sure. the path to there isn't a straight line. I was going to say, or when it's the path. It's a million zigzags. Yeah. And yeah. so to me, it's like I understand the macro goal, but I'm never stuck to how I get there. And I'm very, very flexible every single day, every single week, every single month, as long as I'm making progress, which then just helps me realize the thing that just really, really matters most is that. Life is just this long journey. You never actually reach your goals. And then when you actually reach your goals, it's like, it's like, well, what's next? Right. Sure. Like what's more. Right. Yeah. So it's like then once you, then once you realize that it's never even about reaching your goals, you actually could, which, which is way more important to me now that I think a lot of people, I really, really wish they understood, which is you are, you can be perfectly happy and good with who you are today if you just was perfectly happy with who you are and what you did and not be so worried about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or sure. the grass is green or what other people are doing. And I think that's where even uh, the big shift in me where I used to care so much about social media, storytelling, all this good stuff. And now I'm almost reversed because I, because I realized that it's, it's become more toxic to people than actually helpful. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm almost, it sounds weird, but it's like, I almost, I don't, the reason why I don't want to speak or be in front of people is I actually don't even desire to inspire you because what am I inspiring you to do? What, to be like me? But your path is, should be probably something totally different. Sure. And that's the thing, right? Everybody inspire like a lot of things sound good, Yeah. but, but in reality, they're not right. I think, I think that, I think our minds can only handle, but so much. And so every day if you're scrolling through social media, you're literally just implanting more and more and more and more things that have absolutely nothing to do with what you should do, right? And I think that now I really, really lean on the fact that if you really, really want to be happy, in my opinion, like just live your life, like mm. figure the stuff out in your life, like, 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 and just make progress on that. Everything else is almost non, like doesn't really matter. Like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And, and the thing with social media and the thing with psychology is people, we all know this, like, there are more followers than leaders, yep. right? And so even whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously, you're being brainwashed without even knowing it, yeah. right? Ideas are going to your head, you know, how you should, you know, like family value, like all of these ideas are going to, and honestly, you should just live your life, 
figure out what works, what does it. And honestly, that's the best place to be. And, you know, which is why 20, 30 years ago, you know, everybody just lived in their silos and then you just figured it out and you were cool with it. Now, it might not have been the most exciting, but you weren't also 25 depressed and you know what I'm saying? Like sure. going through all the anxiety that our generation is going sure. through, right? So again, even with social media, the internet, information, everything comes at a cost. Oh, 100%. And so the cost of all of this extra stuff is extra depression. Well, I was going to say, there's a direct correlation between um, uh, depression statistics and the speed at which social media and, oh, 100%. and um, 100%. You know, smart devices have, yep. have completely taken over. Yep. That's why I'm, I'm anti all of it now. <laughs> you are. It's really weird. It's really weird. But, but it's, it's one of those situations where, like, again, I, I've gone through my journey, so I understand it. I also understand that people have to go through their journeys. They have to go through their journey of making a lot of money to then realize that money doesn't bring them happiness. Sure. They have to go along the journey of like, if you want to get famous, sure, go get famous and then realize that's not what makes you happy. Like sure. there's, you don't realize that until after, right? Or, you know, celebrities, like they get to a certain point yet they're still not happy or, you know, they go and, you know, commit, you know, you know, whatever. It's just like, you, I know why. Yeah. I, but I think a lot of people, hear it and see it but it doesn't connect with them in a way that they're actually changing they just continue to live their life until you experience until it yourself yeah, right. yeah yeah and so then i just realized you can't even tell people what to do yeah that's why that's why there's nothing for me to say not, well, not that I, I, I think, can't i think there is something to say what what there is to say is to share your experience and your perspective because if there's anybody that's listening that connects with even uh, a fraction of the story, no, then they can hear the warning yeah. signs. Yeah. They can hear the, uh, or they can empathize with, yeah. you know, I talked about this last week on, on the podcast, experience and perspective build empathy. So the more that you experience, the more that you see, the more that you, you, you've, oh, yeah. you've walked 100%. through, the more, you the more you can understand and empathize and yeah, yeah, literally 100%. feel it. But, yeah. you know, I can't connect with somebody right. that's going through something that I've never had to go through. A hundred percent. You know, uh, here's an example. The very first time it hit me, um, I went on, on a mission trip in high school. Yeah. And um, I will never forget this feeling because it was just so confusing and paralyzing and, and, and difficult. But, um, you know, I, I, we, we were serving in Guatemala. We were in Guatemala City, Zone 18. It's like super, super dangerous. Mm. The mission that we were serving at fed the community, fed the kids. Um, and so even though there was, it was dangerous and there was a lot of drug activity and gang activity, they all respected and protected the mission because it fed the gang members, children and little mm. siblings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was like this isolated piece of light in midst of really dangerous, dark area. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know why they sent a bunch of high school kids there because it crazy. doesn't sound safe, yeah. but, uh, I went and it was awesome. And it was the first mm. time I'd left the country. And I just remember, um, having no context and no uh, experience to see somebody um, in a third world country right. like that. And we were doing these home visits and, uh, you know, typically we'd go in and sit and talk to the family. We had a translator and I don't speak a lick of Spanish. And so I remember going in there and we're meeting this family and I'm talking to them um, and I'm with a bunch of other, uh, other people that are with me and in on my trip and, um, we're talking with them and all of a sudden um, they like we had brought a bunch of stuff that we gave away at the mission. Well, some of it was like 
food supplies and like we had like a bag of candy and mm -hmm. the kid of the family goes to get the bag of candy, brings it to us and then starts sharing the candy with us. I love it. And I was like, yo, no, like we brought that for you. I can right, get that right, back home. Right. And, um, and, and it just, it just like the generosity, the, the, um, the freedom that they, they had in being generous. Like it was just a genuine, uh, uh, expression and i just was like you know it to me i thought no you're supposed to keep that and and not share it and anyways we you know i see this family and um they've got all this joy and i remember mm. sitting there looking at them and being like you have absolutely <laughs> nothing yet you have all this joy yeah and i can go back home and open the pantry door and see thousands of options of food yeah. i can eat yeah and then we'll go to my mom and complain that we have nothing right, to eat. Right, right, right. And I just remember thinking, like, something is so off. Like, yeah. I just have such an off perspective yeah. about life and That's about true. gratitude and about and all of that. And it wasn't until, like, I came home, had that experience standing in my pantry, and I was just like, dang. And it was the first time I really realized, like, how valuable um, experience and perspective is. Yeah. Like, no matter how many times somebody – like – It's everything. I knew about people starving right, in other countries. Right. You know I, about I've seen it. pictures, correct, you know, correct, like correct. I wasn't dumb, right. but until you go and experience real. it and yep. smell it and, yep. and see it and yep. touch it, like it, yep. it just changes yep. everything. And, and that's what I was, I'm saying, right? How many times does your parents or someone tells you to appreciate what you have and be humble, all this good stuff. Sure. But again, it, do, it doesn't click until you actually physically go through it and do it. Yep. And that, and that's what I'm talking about. Right. It's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, you just realize that, yeah, people are people. So I got two questions for you. Ask away. One, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? <laughs> it's just random. Like it could be, random. it could be like over the course of your, your career, your, your experience. It could be a work thing, like traveling around the country with my brother and getting interviewed by Gary V's people and putting yeah. this book a bunch of times is pretty cool. That but. was good. Crazy. I'm trying to think of something bad. Crazy. I really do. Got it. Okay, go. Um, when I was, uh, it was 2014, 15, I, um, oh, this is good. <laughs> do I know this story? I don't know. I probably don't. All right, so this is what happens, right? Uh, the craziest thing I've ever done was, uh, it's just one of the stories that stuck out to me. Um, I was, um, I, I had just upgraded my phone because the two-year plan is over. You know how you get a new phone, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. But me, I'm cheap. I was like, ah, I can keep my old phone. I'm going to sell the new phone because I got it for free, right? Sure. Put it on Craigslist. Put it on Craigslist. Um, next thing you know, um, a guy hits me up. I go and meet him. So many red flags in the story. Um, he says, you know, hey, you know, I was like, can I, can we meet um, at, at a Starbucks? He's like, oh, I don't have my car. Come to my house. All this good stuff. It's, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? He's like, come to my house. Again, me just, uh, even me in a very <laughs> a desperate situation of trying to make some money, a couple hundred dollars. This was like Christmas of um of like 2014 15 and um, um and i just had a bad feeling but i was so desperate for money right that um um it was late were, at night were you actually like hurting for money or was I, this like great point was this like in my An mind andrew like in, no in my I mind i was broke yeah but i probably had a lot yeah yeah that's okay. no it's a real thing it's, yeah that's probably why i exaggerate everything right so in my mind i was broke again for a very long time i was broke right and I probably had more than a lot, right? So 
I really wanted to sell the cell phone. Yep. iPhone, right? Like what? Seven at the time, right? Um, and uh, and I just, I had a bad feeling, but I just I, I just didn't use good common sense. But it was funny because I went with a friend at the time, and I was like, "Yo, grab a go, grab a kitchen knife." I was joking. Grab a kitchen serious, knife. I was serious at the same time. So we so we grab the kitchen knife, go over there. We go, we drive, 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 all this stuff. We pull in. I pull in first. It's like a dead end. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Let me just turn the car around just in case. I always play these scenarios in my head about like worst case scenarios. Oh I yeah, do, right? absolutely. So I turn the car around, and this guy comes out, and um, and the guy comes out, and he actually tries to open up my door. I was like, yo, I'm like, no, he goes to the passenger side of the door, and and then, but I, I locked the door, and I was like, yo, like I'm over here. But then when I open my door, it unlocks all the doors, right? So then he goes and sits in the back seat, right? He's like, yo, it's cold, it's cold. Can I come sit in the back seat? He comes and sits in the back seat. And um, I'm like, hey. He was like, hey, you know, do you have the phone? I was like, yeah, I got the phone. I was like, do you have the money? But it was like a lot of weird things, right? And um, and, and he, he was like, yeah, I got the money. He goes inside his uh, coat pocket, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to grab it out right here. And he grabs out a gun. Oh, right? my god. points it to me. I, I never showed you the story? No. Okay, cool, cool, So he grabs out a gun. He's like, yo, I, I'm going to need to take that from you, right? My first thing I did was like, oh, nah. Because remember, this was me in my 20s, like, get rich or die trying, right? I was like, oh, nah. Like, and I went and grabbed the gun, right? I grabbed the barrel, and then we just start, like, tugging back and forth, right? Time out, time out, time out. You've had military training at, up until this point. Yeah. But- yeah, but it was also survival, okay, right? So, okay. So, sure. Yeah, this is after college. Like I said, I grabbed the gun, right? So, so then I st- pulled him to the front. Now, my friend was sitting next to me, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, <laughs> she she jumps out of the door, um, um, and so I'm 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 pulling, and we're just like tugging, tugging, tugging. I was, I'm like, I'm telling you, bro, I was so crazy at the time, bro. Like it, in my in my mind, in my mind, I just think of my life like a movie, right? And so I wish. No, this I, is a Netflix yeah, yeah. Uh, so original the, series. So on one hand, I had the gun barrel, uh-huh. right? I then uh, the, my knife was there. I grabbed the knife, and his 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 like chest was over the middle, and I was I was I was about to stab him. But then I was like, man, if I stab him, oh then he actually gosh. might like pull the trigger. And then I was like, ah, like if I hurt him too bad, like ah, he might actually pull the trigger. That might be bad. So I, 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 and then again, I'm crazy. I remember even whispering in his ear. I was like, I was like, pull the trigger. Because <laughs> then if he does pull the trigger, then it gives you? me a reason to stab him, right? Oh my god! I just I didn't want to be the first person to do something like to escalate. Right, because I also know, <laughs> I also know that whoever does the escalation, dog, might, you literally whispered in this guy's ear, pull the trigger. Because in my mind, this movie was happening, right? Oh like my again, gosh. I, was, I was just like, I, I just, I lived my life from outside of my life, right? Uh-huh. And I see, I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? But again, I, when I tell you, bro, I did not care if I did not die, bro. Like I did, like for a very long time, I did not care. Interesting. Like that is the level of intensity that I went through everything in life. Yeah, I will do it, like or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I've already faced these moments. Yeah, you know when you joined the military in 2008, like we're right in the middle of Iraq they're telling us like once you're finished you're getting shipped over yep. like I'm in my mind I'm like I'm probably gonna die after I college but it's okay like I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll figure that out once I get there right sure, I'm not sure. worrying too much ahead right yeah so then so then the guy so 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 I let the gun down eventually he pulls back strong enough and um and he has the gun and my phone right my new phone right because he grabs it but I go so he was like yeah, B, 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 U, B, all that stuff, right? And then he yeah. jumps out the car, right? My friend on the other side, she's trying to pepper spray him, but the pepper spray don't work. And then, you know, she runs. The guy gets out of the car, runs away. Then, th- this was probably the scary. This, I don't think my heart has ever really dropped. I really don't even want to share this, but there was a moment where, like, she runs, he runs, and, like, he was looking at her with the gun pointed at her. Like, I have no fear if it's on me. If yeah, yeah. I'm but about, the moment you involve with somebody else, else yeah. yeah. That, I, that I feel like I was responsible. Like, 
for a second, my heart, that's, that's probably the only time I've actually been like scared, scared for real, for real. Because um, they were just looking at each other and he was pointing the gun and he was yelling and stuff. And I was like, dog, if he pulls his trigger and I'm watching this in front of my, like, I'm, that's, dog, bad, that's bad. I did not so, expect a story like so, this when I so then, asked so, that question. But, so, but he doesn't. Get her back in the car. I bet. <laughs> I get her back in the car. I'm like, yo, let's just go. Yeah. Right. He has my phone. Let's get off. He goes. So we drive around. We we drive around. And, and, and in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, I was like, damn, I still got a long ways to go. So <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, damn, we got a we got a project due tomorrow. Um, I really need to get home and do it. But I saw that she was very frantic too. And then I was like, man, well, yeah. I was like, man, I was like, yo, you okay? It's like, yo. Should we call the cops? I was like, I don't even want to deal with that. Like, it's going to take a couple hours. Then, like, then if they find the person, like, I'm playing all these scenarios out. Like, okay, we got a court. Like, I honestly just want to let this go and, like, never see him again. Like, yeah. I was okay with it, right? Sure. Cool. But then eventually we decided to pull over to the side, call the cops. I was like, huh. I was like, I definitely don't want this happening to another person. So we call the cops, all that good stuff. Cop comes, tell them the whole story, all that good stuff. I was, you know, and, you know, they were like, I was like, what's the likelihood of y'all finding him? So, like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll see. In my mind, I just wanted to, like, again, forget now i won't say forgive and forget but you know kind of like that, move on right? yeah move yeah on, bro. like you know again that's just that's just a battle i, w- I didn't want to fight right sure I have much bigger battles that i'm wars that i'm trying to fight right so we go back okay cool next day right next day i go out to the car right and i'm driving to the i, I need to go to the bank right because i need to uh, ch- uh cash this check i go to the bank right and then i once i just parked at the bank i look around because it was dark the night before yeah i look around and i see like dirt prints all this stuff from my shoes i'm like oh whatever i gotta clean the car then i looked a little bit more i was like brown wallet i look i, I asked my friend do you have a brown wallet no way no i picked it up opened it up and it was the guy his id his credit card all of his stuff in there and it was some like 16 year old kid you know what i'm saying and all this good stuff and i was like wow that's crazy like, i got all this information yeah right but then you know, found out he worked at like some hotel or whatever, and then um, then I then I parked at the bank. I went around the car, just opened up the door, right, just to see if there's anything else in there. As soon as I opened the door, the gun clip falls out the door. I was like, cause cause when we were wrestling, it discharged, yeah, right. And I was like, okay, like now I got his wallet, I got the gun cartridge, probably got his prints, like it's everything, yeah, it's everything. And then we call the cops, they come out, they book him. You know, a they day got him. later, they got him later. And then, and then you got then the I, phone back. Then, I didn't get the phone back. <laughs> I didn't get the phone back. But then we, you know, we went to court, all this good stuff. And then like, you know, but even at that moment, it was weird because I was like, man, should I turn this in? Like, again, I just want to move forward. Right. Because I know that. All right, cool. I'm going to call the cops. Then we'll probably go to court. Then I have to. I, I, you wanted to I, move I forward, though, because you had to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My obsession. Right. With, with work. Right. Yeah. But then I knew like, okay, man, if I have to testify, like I was like, I just don't want to. I don't even want to see him again. Because yeah. then in my mind, like, okay, if he sees me, if he sees her, like, they, they might come after us later. Like, I watch enough movies, right? Sure. Like, not that I want to think like this, but just it is what it is, right? Anyways, like, I mean, I ended up turning all of it in. And, you know, we go to court. Next thing you know, like, they deport him. He's not even a citizen. citizen. Like, so all this just for, like, you know, and I, I, for a second, I almost felt bad for him. Like, I was just like, damn, bro, like, your whole life just switched because you made this dumb decision. But that is whatever. wild. I did not yeah, expect was, yeah, a story that was, like that was, this. That was probably that was probably one of the um, crazier greatest, things. Yeah, crazier. One of, yeah. You I think ba- I think back to myself. I'm like, wow, I was willing to. I was really willing to do whatever. 
Bro, that but it was crazy. You probably didn't even realize. Like, do you realize how like near death experience that potentially could have been? You know what? I think I've had so many near death experiences that I just again, I just lived an extreme life. Yeah, um, like I wouldn't do a lot of the things I'm doing now. I'm much more like careful with a lot of stuff. Like, no one wants me to jump out of a plane. I'm just like, uh, the percentage of that dying isn't that high, but there's a chance. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Come on, you get behind the wheel of a car and drive, bro. That's different from jumping out of a plane. The statistics would argue differently. Oh well, somebody has to show me that. Yeah, we'll show. But you. that's that's valid though. That's valid. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, just like yeah, but but I mean, just like that's like you know, going out to the ocean and getting eaten by a shark, right? There's a chance, but you're not gonna like not go out to the ocean. Yeah, you know. So no, I mean, I mean, you know, I yeah, I I, I try to not to be um, fearful of stuff, but uh, yeah. That's the story. You ready for my next question? Sure. In the last two years, since 2020, mm-hmm. when you've kind of gone through this self-reflection and internal shakeup, mm-hmm. what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned? Um, can I give you three things? Sure. Okay. The three things. And the first one is just like childhood trauma plays a lot in your life. Right. And I think everybody should go to therapy just to like, you know, work on that whole thing. Right. I did like IFS, internal family systems. Like, yep. There's just a lot of cool things happening there. I think everyone, uh, I, I empathize with a lot of people more than I used to now because sure. I understand that just people act because of us. There's a reason people are doing the things they do. Yep. Right. So that's, yep. that's number one. Um, so that's the part of the biggest thing I learned. Um, then the next two are just success tips. Can I give you some success tips that I've been Please. wanting to share? Please. All right, cool. These are my two success, success tips. If you don't <laughs> take anything from this episode, I want you to take these two things all right let's go um not that they even have anything to do with the last two years but honestly i just recently came up with them and i just really really like them so uh uh <laughs> i have two tips for people or i have two things that i want to share that i think has made me extremely s- successful which is relative but just let's yeah. just say it's helped me get to where i am right? sure sure <laughs> i love them so the first is um the first is i'm gonna try to figure out which one i want to share first um um Okay, I'm going to just go in for this first one. The first one is this. Um, one of my biggest uh, 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 aptitudes for success, one of the biggest reasons that has helped me become successful, one is my love for Spirit Airlines. Do you have the same love or no? God, no. Okay, okay. Good. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I'm sure a lot of people will say. What are, what are you doing? Right? Yeah, I'm sure a lot about? of people will say that, right? So and For me, it's I, Frontier, but yeah. Same thing, what? right? I hate Frontier. But I love spirit. No, I'm joking. Big difference. It's oh, a okay. Joke. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't understand that joke. Um, <laughs> um, so for me, I'm going to tell you why I love spirit though, right? Not I love it, but fundamentally, I realize one of the things, and, and this is, this is again, this goes, again, we can all hyperbolize and say, oh, like, what are you willing to do to be successful and blah, 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 blah. And like, like we can talk about the idea of like, of what it coulda, shoulda, woulda. But when I talk about practical things yeah. that go like that you do every day in your life, right? For me, I realized this. Um, I used to fly around a lot. Like sure. like during like 2017, 18, 19, for me to even do all the things that we've done, build the relationships that we do, bring on partners, get clients, get, you know, investors, volunteers, all this stuff was heavily due to the fact that I was able at any instant to um, um, to go meet someone face-to-face or have dinner or show these people that I'm very, very serious, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I've probably taken hundreds of spirits flights, right? And when I, and, and, and 
the reason why that's so valuable is when you look at when anybody that might look at where I am now and you know you're like oh you know he just got there by doing this I'm telling you like my my understanding and the ability to again lower my expenses and understand that you know what I'm saying like I wouldn't be able to have flown around all of these places and do all of this even knowing that as I'm selling myself we both know I don't know in your world but in my world for the most part you know we know that most things are what 20% success rate, 10%. Like if you just look at conversions of like how many calls do you have to make a day to close sales? Yeah. Right. What's your, what's your percentage? My teams is about 25%. Awesome. So for every, for every 10 people you talk to two and a half will say yes. Yes. Right. So again, in my life, with all the relationships that I have to build in order to get to where I get, because I'm a nobody. I didn't grow up with any special family or, or, or people or crews or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I had to build everything from scratch. So for me, the ability, and, and Spirit was made for someone like me, right? Grab a backpack and just go sure. for 50 bucks, right? And so and so, what it took for me to, I, I, I literally look back at my life and I'm like, yo, my ability and, and my, you know, humbleness or just practicality of not being bougie and all this good stuff has allowed me to do this. And even knowing that out of every 10 people I meet, only two of them might go somewhere. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so I have to play that game. And so I will take a hundred flights. But then when you see I've built these 20 key relationships, it's because I took a hundred flights. But how am I able to afford a hundred flights in the most economical and least, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. And it's because of spirit. It is hands down because of spirit. And so because of that and because of, and then, and then, and then when people talk about spirit, all this good stuff, right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I not, not that I laugh. I'm just like, see, like the things that you aren't willing to do, I'm willing to do. That's why I'm, that's why I make the decisions that I make. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all, that's all, like, that, these are the practical things that happen week to week, day to day. That then when you look down the road, Oh, how did he do this? And that? These are practical things that every, yeah. you do every day that people, and it's just, it's almost like working out, right? It's like, you don't see the results of it, but if you just practically, yeah. if you practically go to the gym four to five times, three to four times a week, like over the span of, you know, two years, you know, people, like, people will look at you and be like, dang, like, how did you get so big or lean or whatever? And it's just yep. like, yo, these, like, it was part of my lifestyle. Sure. Being cheap was part of my lifestyle. And I have no shame in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because again, now, right, and then and then and then I have this thing now where I was like, now a lot of people in my my core group, I, I don't like, I don't know, like a lot of people, I don't like, I'm, are, are you fine like first first class and stuff like that or no, God, like, no. Well, yeah. like a lot of people in my circles are, yeah. I'm just like, bro. Again, for me, it's just like I don't again, fly first class if I pay for it. I don't fly first class if the company pays for got it. it got you it. know, like so a lot of people in my circles now. I mean, again, I grew up with like a lot of people are very successful in my circles now, right? They're all you know they have multi million dollar businesses, yada yada yada. And, and, but even that's subjective, right? Like, you know, what does that really mean? Like multi-million dollar businesses, you know, like if you make a million dollars, like you might even just net like 200,000, right? 300,000, right? After everything, right? And then you still have to pay people that like, you know, oh, yeah. whatever. So it's really not that much money, right? So <laughs> I have a thing now where it's just like, again, just me uh, being practical and, and just minimizing things. Like I, you know, I look at a lot of people who desire to do all this stuff. And I'm just like, do all this good stuff. And I'm like, man. I the 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 moment that I that you will see me in the first class seat is when uh, I will probably have million dollars in cash, right? Not even just like building a million dollar business. It's like I don't want to. I, <laughs> it's it's the fact that I actually it's it's really the it's, it's it's a different type of truth. I don't need a lot of things that 
validates me from the outside. And okay. I think a lot of people do a lot of stuff yeah. that validates yeah, yeah. me, whether it's clothes, cars, sitting in first class, you know, fancy jewelry, all this good stuff. And I've just reached to a point where it's just like, I'm probably going to have more money than I will don't know what to do with. But what's really, really cool is the fact that I don't need much. Yeah. Right? Because money doesn't define me. But the problem is when you're going through this journey, it, it will naturally for most people. Yep. But I've gotten to this point where it's like, I, I'm a minimalist at heart. Do you still fly spirit? I will if I have to. Yeah. Um, if it's the, I will if I have to, but uh, uh, no, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fly other flights for sure. Yeah, I mean, it kind of yeah. just depends upon where you're going, honestly, yeah. for the convenience yeah, of the, the flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally, I only travel with one bag. Like, now I hate Frontier, though. <laughs> but there's a whole other reason for that. But I, I, I appreciate Spirit. I almost, I almost even got a Spirit credit card. That's how much. That's how much I'm a fan of them. That's so uh, interesting because it because because it, but it makes I, sense. I will say it fundamentally made me. Yeah. Right. It fundamentally allowed me, but from a very practical sense. Yeah. It's yeah. not sexy. This is not. You can do whatever you want. You know, work hard. You know. You know, grind. Like this is not. This doesn't sound good. Yeah. But this is literally the stuff that I but would do. But maybe the takeaway is find a way to increase your odds. Hundred percent. You know, All, like that's what good. you did. It's like you you looked at okay, Correct. If, if I've got to go get face to face with Correct. people, that means I got to travel. Correct. But I can't afford Delta Comfort for yeah. every flight that I travel right. for these hundred people I need to go meet. Right. Right. Otherwise, you know, the business wouldn't have taken off yeah. the way it did. You wouldn't have yeah. the resources. You might have had it, but you felt like you were broke. So you decided the only way I can do it is to go take Spirit. Yeah. So you increased but, your but, odds. But, but yeah, it's, it's not even the fact that I felt like I was broke or I couldn't afford more. Honestly, the more I think about it, it's this. It's the idea that I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. You ready? Yep. You know how when you ask people, like if I ever ask you or anybody else, like, would, do you have any regrets in life? Or just ask anybody, right? Moving the way I move, I, I will never have regrets because there's nothing I could have done that is harder. Or t- like, I've chosen the absolute cheapest, most minimal route to everything. Therefore, in my mind, there is nothing else. That I, like, if I'm not successful, I'm not going to regret it because to me, there is no other way. I've yeah. chosen the, it's almost weird because like in one lens, I, you always want to pick the path of least resistance. But another lens, I always, I, I also move in a way that like, if I think of myself as competition, nobody else is going to do willing to sacrifice as much as I'm willing to sacrifice. Therefore, if, if things still don't align, it's just not meant to be. Yep. I have no regrets. Yeah. Because because if I kept flying Delta or United, but then I look back a year later, I'm like, ah, we could have saved the money there. There's nothing more that you could save in my books. Yeah. I've 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 kept it as minimal as I can get. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so there. So therefore, from a business perspective and from a success perspective, there there's nothing I can regret. Yeah. Now I and I still know that things still won't work out, and that I'm okay with that. But I did truly give it my all. When people say. Did you give it your all? Did yeah. you try your best? Like, yeah, you have a version of that. I have a version that probably, you know, sure. you probably wouldn't even do, right? Yeah. So now it comes to the idea of, like, how thick your skin is, how much capacity do you have. And I think that w- comes from, like, just the whole survival. Even, like, the military. Like, all that's mentally made me very, very strong. Yeah. And maybe some people might not have that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So me being able to take-ish you know what I'm saying? For as long as I have, yep. I think it's part of, you know, just the, again, the, the, the opportunities for a better chance of success, knowing that even one out of 10 opportunities, you know, knowing that nine out of 10 opportunities actually still fail. Yeah. And, and that's the funny part, right? It's like nine out of still fail. And that, that's a part that keeps me so humble. But then the other part keeps me very like motivated because I know the math though. 
That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I know what it takes to be successful. And so I just know that I have to bat 10 times to get one versus the person who's who bats one, it didn't work out. Bats twice, it didn't work. Bats three times, and they're just like, ah, it's just not. It I got to hang it up. It didn't yeah, work gotta, out. It didn't yeah. work out. But yeah. no, you can, if you went eight more times, one of those will work, but you haven't mentally prepared yourself for that yeah. journey. Yeah. And I've been down this journey so many times, I just know what works and well, what doesn't. Well, it goes back to what you said at the beginning. Like, you put in your 10,000 hours yeah. so many times at yeah. different things. It, it's it, like, it just repeats. Yeah, the failure, you're like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not yeah. done putting in my 10,000 hours. Yeah. I'm, I know the math. Like, yeah. once you get into the math of it, the 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 phrase we use, um, mm. uh, I, I, I I quote my one of my old football coaches. Uh, it's the same idea, though. I always say the eye in the sky don't lie. And what he was talking about was the game tape. Like, when you look at mm. the evidence... Yeah. It's going to show how you performed. If you go look at the data, yeah. the numbers won't it's lie all, to you. It's all numbers, math, yeah. game. There's no emotion to it. Um, yet every day we, we are emotional creatures, and that's yeah. beautiful in itself, and that's fine. But there's really not that much emotion. If, if you can take and, that, and that's something that I was really good at, too, taking the emotion out of all, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I was a very – it's actually a, a, a subject, a, t- a title in the, the chapter. One of the chapters is like it's, all, it's, it's almost to a to – a, it's almost bad how unemotionally available I was. But again, these are, the, again, back to the horrible traits that made me a good entrepreneur. Right? Sure, sure. It, it, it's almost like I've, I've be, I lived so much of this character and this person that I knew was going to help me here. It, it messed up in other areas of my life, right? Yep. And that's where 21 hits. Anyways, um, so my, uh, my last, my, la- my third, right? That yeah. was two. My third is, um, topics. oh, got it. My third is this. I think my third uh, key to success is this. Right. My first one is uh, take and enjoy spirit flights. Yep. All right. My second is um, my second is I would recommend everybody to go and join a um, a Toastmasters or huh. one of those uh, speech things. Right. Yeah. Speaking things. Learn how to public speak. Yeah. Not for the purpose of public speaking. Huh. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, uh, most most things aren't what they actually are. Yeah. Right? That's a whole other subject, yeah. right? Like yeah. a lot of things are smoke and mirrors to what it really solves, or right? So, but again, I'm telling you this for a reason. I realized that what made me really good at deciding what to do or the decisions to make in life was the idea that when I was a DJ, all I did was anticipate the next song and how it will make people react or feel. Yeah, That's all I did. And so what happens is I will play a song and if people didn't react or continue to raise their momentum of excitement, then I knew that I was going in the wrong direction. So what it does is everything becomes a feedback loop, huh. right? So when you're speaking or when like, and, and I, I, I thought to myself, okay, again, again, I'm trying to analyze the things that made me like, you know, where I am today, right? Number one spirit that will always be number one. Well, first you said therapy, like everybody should, should do therapy. Sure. Two was spirit, and then three is what you're yes, saying. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. That's true. Um, um, and the third is um, the this this idea that again, when I look back at my life, oh wow, I have such a because again, for four or five years when I was a DJ, that's all I did: anticipate people's desires, excitement, thoughts, all that good stuff. And the only, but then I, and I thought to myself, well, how can somebody else get that experience, right? But you know, not everybody could just go and be a DJ. Yeah. So I thought to myself, wow, like what could people do that allows them to understand, you know, communication is a beautiful thing. Comedians do this very, very well. Yeah. Right. And so they get a lot of experience from, you know, going out, 
doing something in front of a lot of people and then getting feedback, whether your joke was funny or not funny. Should I add something in here? Should I do like, this? Should like I do that? The phrase like um, read the room, like learning Correct. how to read the room. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. And uh, but not only read the room to. Yes, that's good from a small scale. And that's why doing these Toastmasters and things are good because you need to read the room. But now there's like you can read the room for 10 people, for 20 people. Now we're talking about reading the room for the market. Reading the room for interesting fifty thousand people. Reading the room for you know what I'm saying. Like we're talking about this grant, but then for me, it, but it started small. It started small, like like literally my first event was uh, an apartment with twenty people. Yeah. Right, that that was my first opportunity to go through and get this feedback loop to read the room. But it's not just again. I, I don't want to just say read the room because it sounds. It's like oh yeah, I know what that means. But like, do you know what that means? Huh. You know what I'm saying? Are you like yeah, just read the room? But it's like. But unless you put yourself through that process, will you understand how to read the room yeah. and do it in a way that will help you get what you want in life? And so I'm telling you, you need to go through like a toast mat or something where or be a stand up comedian. Do it something that allows you to do something, then get feedback and then do it 10,000 times. I mean, that sounds crazy. But again, for yeah. me, when I was doing this since like 17, 18 till now, I just I just have this level of just anticipation and understanding that allows me to know what people really want before they even say it yeah. or do it. Yeah. And, and you can guide them and to I can that guide thought them process. To that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the truth is people don't really know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that's and, fascinating. And now, that goes to my third book, the choice, the illusion of choice. Interesting. The idea of freedom, the illusion of choice. People, you know, this goes into a whole nother subject. Uh, I mean, you, I already talked to you about it on the Joe Rogan podcast where yeah, they're like, yeah. people really want to be free. I was like, okay, cool, let's play a game. I was like, you make the, you know, you go first. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the guy just sits there. <laughs> and it's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. and, and then the, No, no, yeah. let's play the game. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's play the game, right? <laughs> and the guy just sits there like, what do you want me to do, right? But he was like, if there was a chessboard in front of you yeah. with these certain rules, you know when you make the first move. I'm going to make the first, like you move the, the yeah. pawn piece, right? And so... Again, it goes back to this whole idea against psychology, all psychology driven. It's like, do people really want to just do people really want to be free? Do people really want choice? Like, it's it's deep, deep stuff that I don't think we got to get into, but <laughs> it's all psychology driven and stuff. You know, it's it's a lot more of it. It's based on society, the norms, what's accepted, what's not accepted. And that is why, like you said, reading the room is important. Yeah. But the only but but to go the, the practicality of reading room is like saying just lose weight. But how? You have to go work out four to five times. You have to get this feedback loop yep. that gives you the understanding because it's the little nuances that you realize, oh, if I do this, uh -huh. that happens. Uh -huh. If I do this, if I talk about this person in the front row, it works this way. It's like it's the nuances of picking out little things and crafting your message and yeah. creating these you know, opportunities and moves for yourself and your team. It's interesting because it... it at least just to me and listening to what you're saying, this might be just my way of wrapping my mind around it, but it, it all kind of comes back to how you connect with people. Yeah. You know, being able to, to connect with a room of five people and being yeah. able to connect with a room of 500 people Yeah, and finding ways like, I mean, you even called it out, like engaging the person on the first row knowing that the person 10 rows behind them thinks you're looking at them too, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like saying something oh that direction, like the way that you look around the way yeah. that you do things, That's it. you know, from a, 
a t- different perspective in, in my world, we're doing a ton of Zoom calls. Like I'm on Zoom calls all day. Mm-hmm. And the the policy is we all have our cameras on, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Because there's so many times that I pick up on stuff. Yeah. Like that I would never, never have picked up yeah, on if, if the cameras were off. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm less engaged because all when my camera's off, I'm yep. more inclined to check email yep. and do other yep. things. So yep. when I'm nuances. fully engaged, yeah, yep. I can I can see body language. I can see, yep. you know, you know, whether somebody likes what I'm saying or right. seems to dislike what I'm Correct. saying. I can see Correct. You know, Correct. you're sitting here nodding your head as Correct. I talk, like validating that yep. what I'm saying makes sense. Yep. You know, all of that. So I think that's incredibly valuable. Um so I'm I'm trying to find a way to land the plane here because we've been we've been going for a minute now. And if anybody's still listening, props to you for still mm-hmm. listening. Hopefully it's been it's been good. I think it has been. Um you guys are getting ready to do a conference in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um what I think is kind of interesting is the the community that you guys have built within sure. this conference environment. Sure. Um as you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about culture and I think there's sure. things that people can extract mm-hmm. to help them be better people sure. and taking, taking some of, you know, your three, your three pieces of advice of getting into counseling, sure. and flying spirit. Sure. And, uh, and then, uh, lastly, um, yeah, finding, finding ways to get feedback loops, I think is valuable. But what would you say about, I mean, just maybe share a little bit about the conference and the, the, the culture and the environment that you guys have built and why you think it's successful yeah. and, why thousands of people are going to show up in Miami for this thing. And, and yeah, you yeah, know, a little so, bit about that. Sure. So I think, I think um, a couple of things uh, popped to my mind. I remember actually pitching someone and they were like, yo, how are you doing this? What are you doing? How are you doing this? And I think what's cool is um, again, if anything you've gotten from this conversation is the idea that like depth matters, right? Like it, Go deeper. The deeper you can go in anything, you'll you'll uncover, you know what I'm saying? Like what you need to uncover. Like sure. all the obvious, like again, just think about a supply and demand or just competition. Everybody sees the obvious. Then if you're smart, you might see another level layer under it. Then if you're like super smart, you might see like two la- la- layers under it. But like the super, super, super smart people will see like three, four, five and like know yeah. how to like use yeah. that to their advantage, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, I remember actually pitching someone. I was like, yo, yeah, like the reason why like we're growing, we're growing so fast is because like we're, you know, people say like pick a niche, niche, right? And I was like, yeah, this is like a, you know, you know, we have a niche and then the truth be told is what we did is we identified not only a niche, but like a, a, a sub niche or like a, a sub sub niche. Right. And so again, you know, we're, we're living in a generation where everybody wants to be heard. Right. Everybody wants to feel validated. Yep. Right. It's a, it's a very uh, emotionally driven, which is nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, again, there's pros and cons to everything. But um, yeah, no, we just had a really, really like we built a brand around a very sub sub niche that honestly, it's not like I even have a reason of, of, of doing it. It's the fact that I just, based on how my life and my experiences came to, to be and, you know, the environment that I grew up in when I was in high school and going to an HBCU and all this good stuff, it just allowed me to really, really understand um, and, and, and pull in, you know, all these things together. And so, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of cool stuff for, you know, black, brown, black and brown, minority, you know, entrepreneurs, leaders, all this good stuff. And, you know, the whole idea is, you know what I'm saying, if you um, – you know, if you come from, you know, a diverse background, then, hey, like, we're here for you. And, yeah. you know, we're going to educate and show you and um, inspire you and, you know, all these good th- and give you the network, you know what I'm saying, that is needed um, in order to um, in order to elevate, to grow, to build relationships, all that good stuff, things that, you know, we I needed when I was younger. Right. So just kind of replicating that process. But, you know, um, you know, providing that platform um, for a lot of people. So, 
um that's what we did that's what we're doing yeah um what is this the fourth conference so yeah we did our first conference was 18,000 people our second conference was 19 2000 uh 2020 was 2020 so we did virtual yep a couple thousand virtually and then now uh this is our third live but like our fifth one overall because we did two virtual gotcha gotcha in, um in 2020 so now we're back and we're in miami and um uh yeah it's 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 cool it's exciting but uh i mean already my head is already like you know two or three years ahead <laughs> this is just uh yeah this is just the the milestone to get to to get to the next milestone so, yeah yeah you know. It's a stepping stone for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's cool to see. I think, I don't know, anytime I see people rally around an idea or a message, especially when it's a niche idea and message, mm. um, uh, uh, one that inspires people. One, I mean, mm. you and I actually were just talking about this. Like this, you brought it up earlier. Like you and I are fascinated by documentaries and like mm -hmm. understanding about like big followings mm -hmm. and what what convinces people to buy in and Cults. Yeah. And talking <laughs> about cults and a couple documentaries of yeah. these these things that have happened. And um I'm fascinated by that because it's just interesting to get inside the mind of like people that were impacted you by know, it. You wanna know how crazy it is? People <laughs> used to come up to me. This is like at the height of everything, 2018 and 19. They were like, Drew, what kind of cult do you have going on here? Like <laughs> people were watching from the outside and they were just like the the amount of whisper like it was just like it was just out of nowhere and then it was just like Granted, again, most things are out of nowhere when you look from the outside in. Yeah. But then, like, it's been years and years and years and years of all these things that happen behind oh, the yeah, scenes. Yeah, we, we said something about yeah. that last night. Like, uh, you, people yeah. think that you're an overnight success. They didn't, just sure. didn't see the 10,000 nights leading up to For it. For sure. And all the spirit flights. And all the spirit <laughs> flights. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I it was just funny to me because, again, this is why I said if I wanted to be a con man, I would be a pretty good one. But I decide, but I'm saved by Jesus and I want to do good things. There you go. <laughs> but, but, uh... But yeah, no, it's again, it's just, yeah, it was just funny, man. It's just like, that's why I, I really understand what it takes to build a movement. I, again, even the fascination with like, you know, just uh, people, cultures, uh, cults, all this good stuff. Again, if you don't get, if you don't, you know, don't get emotional about it, it's just all the same psychological yeah. things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, it's, it's all the same. Well, and um, I think what it comes down to is exactly what you said. People want to feel valued. Yeah. We want to feel heard. Yep. We yep. want to know that what we're doing yep. matters. Yep. And, and and once you understand that, it's just like honestly, it's like it's dangerous. Well, yeah, because it's very dangerous. Yeah, because then you have the power <sighs> to you have power, you have power, bro. To yeah, uh, make people feel that way. Yeah, and that, and that's why salespeople, you know, they're you know, again, this is why it's it's it could be dangerous. You know, like even salespeople, right? There's there's bad salespeople, there's good salespeople, sure. right? And sure. they're like, there's ethical things and unethical, and yeah. people's lines are in different areas. Yeah. But that's that's what I mean. Like, you know, again, me, I'm being extreme by saying like starting a cult and you know being a con man. But even salespeople, right? Like when when you think of the back of the day car salesman, you don't think of a good thing, right? Sure. You think of a sure. negative thing, right? Yep. Because yep. they're just trying to pressure you. You know what I'm saying? So oh yeah, yeah. It's it's again, you know, that's that's the safer example, but it's this exact same thing. All right, I got, I think maybe two more questions. Let's then we're go. Wrap this up. Um, I, heard, I heard you're trying to beat the Joe Rogan record. <laughs> no, but we're we're definitely <laughs> way past synergetic culture record. I'll tell you right now. Um, I think the I don't I don't know if we've gone over an hour and we're creeping up on two, which you and I said we, this was going to be a long a long yeah. conversation. Um, for the person listening mm -hmm. who is young mm -hmm. and 
here's your story, mm-hmm. and here's you say, like, you know, sometimes you can hear it a million times, but but until you experience it, that's mm-hmm. when you really learn. Mm-hmm. What's your what what's your what's your message to that person? Go to counseling, fly spirits. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do want to say that, but I, I think I think a better thing, a better thing, a better overarching mm-hmm. theme, is just be very, just be very practical. Hmm. Be practical. Be very, very practical yeah. with your life. I think that will solve ninety nine percent of the problems. Sure. I think I think there's a big issue right now. Like the, like if I look at like problems to solve, right, which is basically what entrepreneurship is really about. Uh, like for me and the, my generation, what's happening next is like a lot of people are just. Um, uh, now people are getting into the, uh, the biggest problem now is like not even like building a business, all this stuff. People gone through that. Either they are, or they're not, they know that what's happening right now for a lot of people who are in their thirties is, um, they have relationship problems, like yep. trying to find a significant other, right? It's like a whole thing. Right. And so like, I want to yeah. solve that problem. But like, if I like that, that's the next problem I would love to solve. And I, I know why, right. It's because people just aren't practical, right. Mm. Because we live in this very, very, uh, you know, materialistic. It's not materialistic, bro. This what is going to sound bad. We live in this world where everybody, um, um, the comparison trap. No, it sounds really bad. It's the whole idea. I used to say this a lot, actually. It's the whole idea that, again, this is weird because it sounds right, but it's wrong in reality. Okay. Not that it's wrong. It's just there's another side to it. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. It's the idea that, you know, when I, I used to say this, when I was, when we were younger, what really, really trapped a lot of people that come from you know, um, immigrant parents, all this good stuff is the whole idea that we were preached this pretty much our entire adulthood, especially when you're in America, right? We're all free. We're all equal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Right. And that was just like a common core value, right. Of just America. Right. Which is cool. But what it does is it makes you, it it makes you think that it's weird because I'm going to just use the dating scenario. I'm not even going to use like the, that whole scenario that I used to share. In the dating scenario, the truth is this. If we're all equal, we're all exactly the same, we all deserve the best, it's like, well, then, you know. How is if this going to work all, out? That's yeah. what I'm saying. If, if, let's just use a very, very common example, right? If we're all, if we're, saying we're all equal or we're all tens is nice, but the fact of the matter is there are, Threes, fours, fives, six, and sevens, right? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even saying like off of like looks or just like, just like if, if you had to scale yourself, right? Sure. Let's just use economics, right? Like depending on where you are, you know, in your life, like on the dating market, you know, like everybody is going to look at you and say you're a ten, sure. right? So just understanding that we're all at different places. Yep. Again, this is part of the being practical, yep. right? Like self awareness, being practical, knowing that you know what I'm saying. Like, but 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 the the problem is. We're all so brainwashed to think and social media and the internet says that we can have anything we want. Yeah. Right. We can yeah. do anything, you know, like, like, like anything you want, you, you, it's for you. Anything you yours. Now yeah. here's the thing you can, but you're going to have to give up a lot in order to get there. Right. So for example, I'm going to use a good example, but I'm going to like self deprecate on me. Right. Okay. Cause I, I you know, it's, it's fair. Right. If I'm a, I'm going to just use a pure example. If I'm a short Asian skinny guy right like how many supermodels do you think i'm gonna end up i I can actually book right and i'm just talking man to man right yeah probably not much yeah right like let's let's just think right like so but okay cool okay cool so but if i desire that type of person well what do i need to become to get there 
I might have to build a million dollar business, get 20 pack abs, grow mentally, emotionally, and physically. There's so many things I now, now will I, can I do all that is another story, but like, will that then just give me a higher chances of being compatible and matching with someone that, you know, I desire, sure, right? Sure. And them desiring me back, right? Because everybody, like, they're all, we're all on these different levels and we all, in theory, want the best. Yes. And when you say everyone deserves the best and that's been brainwashed into your, for your whole life, that's good in theory, right? But, but it distorts your reality because you think that, just because you want something, you know what I'm saying? You can, just because just because you go into a store and want something doesn't mean you can afford it, right? But everybody that everybody wants what they can't have. Sure. Whether it's business, whether it's the perfect family, the perfect marriage, the perfect girlfriend, the perfect business, everybody has a distorted view because we all think, you know what I'm saying? Like we're all, you know, at the exact same level, whatever. But the truth is we're not. And so being practical and having a high level of self-awareness, all that good stuff. To me, says, look, just be realistic, yo. Like, if you're this or if you're that, like, shoot either your shot you, either, on that court. <laughs> either, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like, 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 you might not ever make it to the NBA. Well, then play in the D League. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But be happy with that. Now, if you truly want to go to the NBA, you have to, and you're willing to give up the next five years of your life to only uh, to build those skills and whatever it takes that's you. fine yeah that's gonna take an extreme approach that my many many will not like that you will have to almost die to to go after and then you will still maybe have a chance you know what i'm saying like yeah. even all the work that i'm doing now is because i want the most ideal you know what i'm saying um um, um wife all this good stuff and that's that not only i find att attractive physically mentally emotionally i want the best of the best as well sure but i have to you know i but but if i don't if i know what i want and i don't know the exact steps it takes to get there i am i'm not being practical huh. i'm being very very uh delusional um and that's a mean way of saying it but it's also part of the whole like you know you know just Everything Disney's and everything's happy ending and everything's oh, yeah, easy. Oh yeah, the the, like, the Instagram filter life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's what I mean. You can have anything you want. You just have to be practical. Yes. And if you are, and you, it's not about knowing what you and really in life because life is meant to be done with people, whether it's 100%. a relationship, a business, coworkers. Like the only meaning to life is really just doing it with. It doesn't have to be a lot. But yeah. there has to be people. And so you, what you realize is all this self-talk and all this, like, I am good. I am enough. I'm, it's great. It really is great. But the the other key that you have to remember is because we're dealing with other people, you really have to then put yourself in other people's shoes a lot. Yep. And that that comes with the empathy and that comes with all the good stuff. Yeah. But it's also understanding what do other people want. And so now it's like, yes, we want to build you know, ourselves up and we want to think ourselves as the best version of ourselves. But number one is, are you like, is like, are you the best version of yourself? And then secondly is once you understand this, everybody has desires and goals too. Now, if you're able to meet their desires and goals, you both can do whatever you guys want. Like that's how you get, that's how you build partnerships. And yeah. Like that's really, that's really the formula. But the thing is, it just doesn't automatically happen. Yep. There are practical things and practical steps to getting there again. Whether you want a certain business, a certain partner, a certain investor, a certain, you know, significant lifestyle, other, yeah. certain lifestyle, everything takes steps. And the, the path through a, from A to B is never A to B. 
it's A to Z. You just have to go through B, C, D, E, F, G to get to Z. Yeah. And that's what, I, but people don't understand it that long of a journey. Yeah. They just, most people just say, oh yeah, like I'm here. I'm trying to get there. Cool. Do you think it, the world and society we live in of like instant gratification and like a microwave uh, generation where you can zap something for 12 seconds and then it's hot and ready to go. Like, do you think that that makes us impatient? Like yeah. we're, we're anticipating an A to B. Oh, like yeah. I'm anticipating yeah. immediate results. 100%. I'm anticipating 100%. thousands of followers and thousands of views and 100%. tens of thousands of, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but, that's, but just staying practical is what you think yeah, but helps. The, the, the problem is like, the problem is like, that's been said a million times, right? Most people at this point, they've heard that we live in a microwave society. But again, I don't think people understand things. I think huh. people hear things, but they're not like understanding of it. Yeah. Right. Like great point. And you know, everybody, yeah. a lot of people say that, but cause I think that, I think that there's a lot of things that happen in your life consciously. And a lot of things that happen in your life subconsciously. And obviously the subconscious stuff you don't, you're not even aware of. So when we say yes, you know, when we say, yes, we live in a microwave society, everything is instant. Yes. But can you understand how that happens in your life in a practical way? And then are you prepared for that? Mm. Because, because then if I, for most people that immediately, like this is a turn off for me, but if you're complaining, then you just, you, your expectations were higher than reality in a sense. Yeah. And so if you catch, just think about anything you go on about your life. If you've ever complained about anything, then you know the idea that things don't happen quick. But yet in the day to day, you're still complaining and you don't truly believe in that theory. Yeah. You, you hear it. Yeah. But you don't actually no, live it, it. No, what and you're hoping what I mean. for is that you're the anomaly. You're like, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. that this is going to take. Yeah. But yeah, there's a chance this takes off uh, and it works, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. We, exactly. we, we psych ourselves up because we, we want the, the alternative result. Correct. And, and yeah. then this goes back to the whole just nine to 10, you know, 10 to one, right. Or, 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 or one to 10 scenario, right. Or yeah. even just 80, 20, right. Most of the things, again, you just, just, you, you, once you realize the odds aren't in your favor, your expectations just get shifted. It's not that you don't believe in yourself. It's the fact that you just know that it takes <laughs> 10 times. Uh -huh. So it's not the fact that you failed six, seven, eight, that doesn't deter you. Yeah. Right. Because you do know it and you practice yeah. the idea that, I, my life is not a microwave. Yep. And I think that's the thing. People know all of these gems and theories and, you know, all these stuff that's been shared everywhere, but they don't live it. Yeah. Because it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. A lot of it's up here. I mean, it's yeah. the mental, it's, it's the belief. It's really hard. And then, you know, one of my other favorite quotes that I heard recently was, you know, you know, you know, when you wake up or you do something like that's hard. When you decide to, you know, going to work, it's hard. You know, starting a business is hard. You know, having a family is hard. You know, raising kids is hard. Being a good, you know, partner is hard. Everything is life is hard. Pick your heart. Right. And so again, it, this is a shift in mindset. Yeah. Right? Because if we're, because again, in theory, we live in the best land in the world. We, we have everything we want. Again, there's this, there's this high self-worth that we all naturally come sure. with from, from years of just living in America. Programming, yes. Correct, Yeah. right? But then it's like there's this total opposite mindset when it, once you 
go over to the other side. And then you're like, huh. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying once you understand it, things change. You know what's an interesting catch twenty two that I think is sure. happening? I don't know if this is on the same wavelength, but okay. we'll we'll see. I was just talking about this with somebody the other day because I don't I don't know the answer. Sure. And and well, I and I, I love that you just said that. I think a lot of people can get a lot better, uh, will get a lot further in life if they just say, I don't know. Yeah. Versus trying to, again, I haven't figured it out. Fake it till you make it. Be yeah. confident. Again, sure. all these things that are raising yourself. Oh, work, dude, that's a whole other thing. It's better I, to I just be like, I don't know. You and I have talked about that. Sure. I, I don't know when it was. It was probably oh. in the last like three years where I realized I don't need to put on a facade 100%. that I understand or get it. 100%. And I just started being the first person, like even now. Yeah. I'll be the first person to raise my hand like and be like, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Can you please help me understand? Yeah. You know, because I just am like, I'm not going to leave it up to chance that I'll figure it out. 100%. I'd rather just have clarity. But yep. anyways, yeah. the catch 22 that I think is happening is we, we forget that things are hard. Mm. You just said it like lose your heart because. Wow. Yeah. Because. It's so easy, and I spend a lot of time doing it, yeah. scrolling social media, and you don't see the hard that it took to get oh, that photo. Yeah. Whatever it is, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. The perfect family, yep. Yep. the perfect project, yep. whatever whatever you got going on. The, the, the promotion, the yep. whatever. Yep. So it's like we all see you know, the, the, the perfect filtered, the perfect Correct. side of things, Correct. and we forget that things are hard and that... Correct. You know, maybe that couple was just fighting 100%. on the way to the photo shoot, 100%. but they look so happy, and you Correct. go, "God, I wish I had Correct. that happy relationship." This, this is why I think inspiration is bad because it's 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 psyching <laughs> people the wrong way, bro. Well, I think it's setting the wrong expectations. I don't think well, inspiration is bad, but sure. I think it. I think we have set wrong expectations. Okay, so then it's like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm going. Then we just need to be more real, practical, but. I don't think, and this goes back to what Noah said, and he just smiled as I looked up at him. I I don't think there's a way to do that. And I'm just talking about social media right yeah, now. Go ahead. Behind the social media lens. Because I, I feel like I agree. I feel like I agree. I feel like if you're that per like I agree. the moment you cross over and just complain or just talk about the negative, then people look at it and go, Oh my god, here's I, that person no, just complaining I, I again agree. or just yeah. You know, so, uh, trying to draw attention or, you know, whatever. Like, there's, I feel like there's these stigmas within the social media world where, like, nothing's real. Okay. So, not only do I agree with you, <laughs> this is the difference between me and a lot of people, though, right? I agree with that. Yes. Right? But th the thing is, a lot of people start are starting to say this, right? Oh, social media is bad. Oh, it's not, it's not all the way real. It's all of this. And all, like, they're saying this stuff. Yeah. Right? Or at least in my circles, right? Yeah. Yet they're still on it every single day. Oh, 100%. What I, but here, again, here's the difference between me. I actually got off. Yeah. That's you get true. what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. People know what's right and wrong, yeah. yet they're still so brainwashed in whatever they're doing to the day to day that they cannot practically do the things that are necessary to actually change. Yeah. When I understood what social media was doing and the depression that it was giving to people, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I need to get off. I need to find my money in other places. I, I like, 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 I don't, again, people don't, so many people come up to me and they share all these, like, oh, like literally people call me and say like, they're suicidal and they're like, they're so depressed and all the social media stuff. And I'm just like, people, I was too, but I took, 
but I the difference between me and you is I actually took the steps to then fix the issue. Mm. Yeah. Again, because I knew where I wanted to be at 40 or whatever, and I'm making the steps. That's what I'm saying. Like people don't aren't practical enough to make the steps. We all know this. But because it's so hard, and here's the thing, what you just said, where again, you I also realize this goes back to my like whole like I know that's a fight that I cannot win. And therefore no. I no longer try to go and inspire people. Well like, like again, it sounds bad. Well, but I'm no. but, I, but I'm saying like <laughs> I l- listen, I'm not not there is a way that I'm gonna come back on social media, but it's gonna be in a totally different way than anybody has ever seen. Sure. Because I've understood I'm gonna lose this battle. I guess this is what I'm trying to find out. Is like, is there a way to come back? And do it, not right. There but, is, but there is healthier, there more is. organic, more real. Yeah, well, there, of course, yeah, there is. Well, like, there, there's the stuff that you can do, and then there's the I. There's two sides to it. One is there's stuff that you can do. Yeah. And if you know, if you're able to get off, then I think that's great. You should. I mean, there. I have like dating rules around this. Like, there's so much psychological stuff around this that goes a deeper, right? Um, and even why people on social media so much, but the 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 harder part is. It's one thing for you to do it, but you it's hard it's even harder because you're gonna be in the minority, like the extreme minority. If sure. you decide to quit social media, like like you're like, yo, you're like you're you're not normal. Like you're you're cut you're basically Amish at this point. Like you're cutting yourself from the yeah. world, right? Yeah. Like why would you do well, that? And like if you're trying to grow a business or or a correct. following yeah, or a platform, like that, that like matters. Like correct. It's, it's, it's contradictory. Like, yeah, it's almost yeah. contradictory. And so and so once I realize that that's a fight that I cannot win, yep. I'm willing to lose that battle. Not because I don't know how to move the the bigger needle. I just know a couple of things. One is timing. The market has to go through its ups and downs. And there's a certain point, just like everything is a cycle, right? Yeah. There's a certain point where it, it becomes bad enough. But the, the problem is it doesn't reach that point. It's almost like... It's almost like when you have two opposing forces, uh, forces like the only way to reset the system is honestly like something very, very catastrophic has to happen, right? It's yeah. like in movies, right? So again- No, it's like in culture and reality. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. sure. Something catastrophic has sure. to happen that's so much bigger than everybody's personal opinions that we're like, all right. You know, we've given up, we've all given up way too much. Yes. At this point- it truly is better to come together. Yes. And and, Dude, and that's a point that just takes it takes time. And I understand that as well. Yeah. I understand the evolution of movements and I understand what stages it's in. And so once I understand it, because I've seen the cycle so many times and so many different mm-hmm. things, I know when to actually put my voice out there and all this good stuff. And I and that's why when I say it's still gonna be another year or two or three, I'm waiting for this cycle. Like it hasn't hurt enough people yet for people to understand it. And that's even me being strategic enough to see what happens yeah. four years from now, five years from now. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when I fight that fight. And that's when I put resources to that. Otherwise, I'm doing the other things that's going to get me through yeah, year yeah, one, yeah. year yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. And then when that, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a, um, I don't know what all they do. I just know they have some apparel. But they're called, I think it's called like 912 mm-hmm. apparel. And the reason why they, they chose 912 is because there the whole idea is remembering the way that our our country and the way that people looked out for each other and united around each other the day after 911 
the day after the catastrophe. Something super bad happened. Yep. yep. Something super bad yep. happened. Yep. That then and then it us. was like, yep. Everybody's got your back. Yep. You know, yep. both yep. teams can stand and cheer. Yep. yep. Not, because we not have a single. A, we, we we have an enemy that that isn't us, right? Yes. It's like a bigger enemy came. Exactly. And so now we have to f- get together to fight for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And like, so, and so that's what I'm saying. We need aliens to come and take over. We need something bad to happen in order for people to like really wake up. I'm telling you, bro. You can you can dream all you want, bro. But I, yeah. I'm again. If you get unemotional about it, you just you, you just realize the I, cycles of humans. I feel like we just started a second episode all about like the the deeper pandemic that's been happening. Sure, yeah. the psychological pandemic of yeah. of whatever is happening on social media and. Yeah, and and uh, and honestly, these are the conversations that I that I enjoy having more now. Sure, right? It's like I realized, like, oh my gosh, like once I got to like 2019, like literally, this is how I knew, and it's just all part of just outgrowing anything, right? We change, people change, like, and usually it's just every four years, and I have a whole like uh, analysis on 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 every four years what happens, but um, we just change, um, and uh, do you do you have you ever have you have you ever thought about that? Well, just like just the whole idea that like like like. Four is a very interesting it number. It is. It is. Four seasons, four years in high school, four, four years, years in college. college. Yep. We, like, that's a yep. whole other subconscious yep. Two sets of four years that get you to yep. high school. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 again, this, this is the type of stuff I really like, right? Because it's four, psychology at a four whole year other level. presidential terms. 100%. Yeah, yeah there's a ton this of cycles that happen thing in yeah. is psych, It's cyclical, bro. Yep. And that's what I started to understand. I, I move my life, my, I, I move my, my life in fours. I understand that basically in anything you decide to do, your first year is like your freshman year in college. You're optimistic. You're hopeful. You're excited. It's a yeah. new world, yeah. but you're, you're but you're the baby. Yeah. By your sophomore year, you get a little bit more. You're like you understand things. You, you usually the workload picks up. And the workload like, picks up. Yeah, yep. yeah. By your junior year, you're by your third year, you're usually at a, a good place. And whatever you jumped into, and this is why they say if your business doesn't do well after three years, like shoot it and take it out to the bar and shoot it because like after three years, that's like the typical like the, there's like a whole IRS thing like like three years is when you know if, huh. if this business is going well or not. Like it's a whole deep thing, right? And then by what happens by your fourth year, you're a senior, and what happens? You're over it. You're like, bro, I'm this is old. Like I'm I've already done this for yeah like, yeah like i need something more what's yeah. like what's next because i've already reached the top of a certain thing right thing. so again and, and then and then either at that point you either just play along and now you're like the problem is you play along but it's not as genuine and real or you have to literally decide i'm gonna jump into something else for another four years and then go and that's what i'm you know going through i was gonna say you you already said it I, I already know what's like this happen. is this is your five but you know, technically, yeah. you're three of this conference. You're like, I'm already yeah, thinking two, already, three, I already know two, what's gonna two three, four years. I know ahead. exactly what's gonna happen, bro. Yeah. But but I can't I can't say it out loud though, yeah. right? Because I because it I know what in theory happens, but there are day to day steps steps. Right? It's it's almost the idea like it's like you can't really. It's one of those things where it's like because when you say certain things, the you. It's like a genie in a bottle, right? Like if if you wish for something, it changes the future, or, uh-huh. or like it's one of those uh-huh. things, right? So you have to just again, this is what I'm saying: live your own life, be practical, and just make your moves. The more you act, sometimes the more you put out there, like it's good and bad, but there's a whole bunch of like different forces around it, all that good stuff. But I say that I'll just say this. I say that I'll just say that. I'm trying not to forget it. There's certain things you know. But it's it, it's it's much better just to do, because again, oh action, yeah. But yeah. but but it's not even that. It's the fact that, like, you can't self-proclaim a lot of stuff. You can do it. It's almost like this. I, I heard this a quote a long time ago. I just thought it was funny. P 
people can call you cool, but you can never call yourself cool. If I walk around and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. You want to be my friend? Yeah. People look at you like, what? You're, you're a loser. Yeah. No, no cool person calls himself cool. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those type of things. So, but as soon as you say it, you've lost all of the, the leverage, the reality, the, the truth of it. When you're cool, you just walk around, you got your own swag, you lead, you do your own thing. People just gravitate and attract to you. But that's what I mean. Sometimes when you say certain, when you, you can't self-proclaim certain things, you just have to be that thing. Yep. Right? Yep. And that's why what I'm like, when I know what happens in the four, next four years, I can't self-proclaim it. I just have to be it and live it and attract it and it will happen. Right? Well, and like going back to your point from before, it like you can... You can have whatever you want. You can achieve whatever you want, but you have to be practical and understand what it takes to get there, mm-hmm. and know that there's a path to get there, mm-hmm. and that you you can't miss. You can't like uh, forget the day to day, and the 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 work that it's going to take to get there. Yeah, and so you're maybe you're not going to say like this is where we're going to be in four or five years, but you can say this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like here are the moves I'm making, mm-hmm. and you know what the end goal mm-hmm. is, and you know where your head's at, and you know what you're thinking. But a lot of people wouldn't even understand it if we tried to get you to articulate it. Mm-hmm. So it's more about just doing yeah, what it takes for you to doing. get what you want. And it's individualistic. Yeah. My my yeah. four next four look nothing like yeah. your next four. Look yeah. nothing like Noah's next four. Look nothing like every listener's next four. Not only that, not only that, there are what? Eight billion people on this earth? Yeah. Every single person from the day they're born to wherever that they're now. Is totally different. There are some similar similarities, but when you think about it and you understand, wow, what anything in life are there eight billion versions of it? Yeah. Do you understand how yeah. complex humans are? Uh huh. Do you understand like why your individual journey is so valuable to you? Well, and when you believe in a higher power like you and I sure. do, like, like sure. then there's an even greater um, uh, weight to that individual uniqueness Mm -hmm. that every person carries yeah we're similar yeah there's psychology yeah Yeah. there's we know the data we know how many how many you know 100 flights would get you 20 relationships like we we can know so much but at the end of the day like you you can't you can't replace the individual uniqueness Mm -hmm. the personality Mm -hmm. the the person Mm -hmm. and 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 for that person the way you be unique the way you continue to strive and build, again, that's why I said it's for you to do what you need to do every day, every yep. week, every month. Yep. And try your because and try your best to just focus on that because the problem is any good marketer or salesperson can pull you off that path and convince you to do something. Uh-huh. That might, and that's what social media does. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. It's just like, we d- I don't think we have enough aptitude. It, I don't think we have enough control, self-control to really, really um, stay on our own path. And I'm not saying that, Ooh. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, we, sh- we should just be like completely pulled off from the world and all that good stuff. But to me, that's why there's a reason why now I'm I'm training myself not to look at my phone the first thing in the morning. 
Mm. I'm training myself to be okay. There's one thing to say. I, I like what you said earlier. Was like, yo, I'll raise my hand and say, I don't know. Yeah. If you want to go deeper, you can then say, there are certain things I choose not to know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like, like because me, no, I have a certain path. I know what's needed. All this extra f- things are just gonna drag me down, slow yeah, me down. Yeah, slow you down. And so, and so again, you don't realize this when you do this subconsciously every day when you're scrolling through social media. But it's even with TV. It's either with talking to people. And again, there's there's a then you just realize there's a careful balance to everything. But I'm going from one extreme to the other. Sure. Right. Where it's like there are certain things I just and that's okay. And that, I think that's okay. Like we live in this world that people think that you like it's almost expected for you to know everything or understand everything and be educated and everything and it's like or know what's happening in the news. Like I I'm I choose not to because I know what trying to do all of that gets you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know that's I'm I'm okay with you know like literally creating these um and I mean this is this is where when people say like oh you gotta have boundaries you know just say no to this and like people under people again say it and it sounds good because they're going through the stress of life but the practical way of doing that is choosing yeah is making a choice of of not doing things that you've been subconsciously programmed to do every yeah. day yep yep we're playing a subconscious i mean even battle. deeper spiritual battle right uh-huh. every day yeah right? and so um yeah man that's the it's a very 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 interesting life you know i saw this quote and i i used it uh on an episode before this guy andy stanley that i like yeah yeah i like andy and um he said such a great i think he's a great like communicator communicator speaker so good writer so good he says um we don't drift into good places we prior we discipline and prioritize ourselves there i like it so it's kind of like what you're saying like like yeah the subconscious battle, you're not, nobody, no, I, I've said this before too, nobody, nobody wakes up and accidentally is healthy. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, yeah. I, I all of a sudden am accidentally in really good shape and ready to run. No, you got to train. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you got to do things that are uncomfortable. You got to, you got to fight against the, yeah. whatever that I, internal natural yeah. tendency yeah, that that quote is really good, and it immediately makes me think about the whole idea where you know people say like again, I just <laughs> I laugh at a lot of stuff that people say like you know take ownership of your life, you know what I'm saying? And, and there are people that that do that, but again, I think there are levels, right? Yeah. When people say take ownership of your life, for the most part, they're talking about your conscious life. Now I'm talking about taking control of your subconscious life. Yes, that's the that's the deeper part. Yeah, right, because you can. You can wake up, even like work out, eat healthy. Like you can do everything that you know you're doing is right, but your shadow or your gray areas that you're not even thinking about. Yeah. How do you retrain, relearn, and understand what's happening, and then can take control of that side? Yep. That's. I think that's where some yeah. beautiful stuff happens. Yeah, because bro. a lot of people talk about fixing the action. But 
but the reason why we act is because there's a subconscious belief yeah. system. Yeah. So it's not even so just the actual action. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but yes, you can fix the action. That's yeah. the first part. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But it's far better if you go a step further well, and rewire I, I that I belief. I don't even think it's better. I think it's, I think it's the natural progression of getting to level two. Yeah. You have to go to level one. And this yeah. is what I mean. People just have, Again, their experiences. They're, they're, like you have to feel it. Like, like I can't teach you level two without you going through level one. Sure. And that's what I mean about the, again, just trying to like. But there's different things that cause you to realize the level one and level two. Like my rock bottom might look li different than your rock bottom. And your, your experience that catches up with you, that makes you realize gosh, I went through stuff as a kid and, you know, I need to get help processing and reprogramming and, you know, changing my, my actions. Like we all kind of arrive there differently, you know, but, but, you know, so, so to me, it's just, it's just, it's interesting because I have a thought to that. Go, go ahead. I really do. Well, the thing that comes to my mind first is and I've heard, this is a, I think this is a very interesting conversation. I've heard people say I've heard people say something similar. Yeah. Right? Like we've all had you know, we've all had failures. We, you know, we've all been to our rock bottoms. I I encourage us to think about the idea that what if our rock bottoms isn't the same? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like like just because we've both been to our rock bottoms Again, this is whole. There's this whole idea or notion that we think that our rock bottoms, however we got there, is the same, uh, right? I like, see what, you're what if what if another person's rock bottom is actually deeper than what you thought your rock bottom? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it, the so, turning point is different. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even the turning point. I actually think no, like where you turn, where you're at when you turn. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the depth. But, but, but that you people think go. you think your rock bottom was here. Sure. But this other person reached there and a deeper. Yeah. So I do think that there is like a super, super, super deep that we probably none of us will ever go to. But it it goes to that whole notion of again when when we say things like that that. There is subconscious brainstorming that 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 for most people they'll think, oh, you've hit rock bottom, I've hit rock bottom, we can understand each other. We're one in the same, but we're yeah. not. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, sure. If you really looked at it, even from the outside looking at it, like from a further lens, you're like, because because I I look at like a lot of stuff in the world, and I remember I remember I, I was on a panel, and again I do a lot of work, you know with like minorities, white people, black people, all these good stuff, right? One of the things that I think, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but I'm bringing it up, whatever, right? I used to hear a lot of people on one side, like people would have conversations, like a white person here and a black person here, right? And, and, and this, the white person is trying to empathize and resonate and say, I know what it feels like to, you know, lose it all, da 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 all, right, all these good stuff, right? And, and again, it sounds right. They're trying to connect. Sure. But me not being emotionally attached to anybody because I'm not attached to either black person or white person. Yeah. I can look at it from a clearer lens sure. and not get emotional about it. But I understand that it is actually better for that person to be like, I don't know what you go through. Yeah. Versus trying 
to to understand and relate and say, oh, we're equal or whatever. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and this and that that's a that's because a thing the that person hurts. on the other side might be going, you're right, but you've never lost everything, gone through this, Correct. Da, 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 Correct. and had to deal Correct. with. Correct. This. Whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and that extra I, layer. Yeah, that extra layer. And the thing is, there are millions of layers. Yep. And so again, this goes back to my whole hypothesis that this whole idea that, you know, like we're all equal the same it's just like it's it's a very very tough thing to 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 actually put into alignment and so i think just knowing that is the first battle right and so yeah. now when you go about life you just you know you're just more aware and 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 you know, you just understand that there are just more and more depths to everything. And so you can it goes back to saying, like, I, d I just I don't understand. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. And that's OK. Like, like you like, hear something crazy yeah. and you the for, for you to not yeah. be like, well, this one time this. Yeah. Time, like, it's like again, no, it's exactly. Like, exactly. I can it's connect like, with you by saying, I don't know. I don't what know. You're going bro. Through. Yeah. I, I don't. Bro, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's you deep. want to share then I'm here to listen. But I don't know. And uh, yeah, like. I'm going to just be straightforward. I'm going to be practical. I'm going to be real, not try to, you know, emotionally match everything. You know, the the one time it hurt uh, for me, I was, um, I had lost a teammate that I played football with mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago. And um, I had lost two actually in a really short amount of time. One of them overdosed. And then another one had like this heart defect that, nobody knew about and he ended up having um either a heart attack or a stroke or something happened and he passed away at like a really young age and i had just found out about it and somebody called me and they're like hey what are you up to what are you doing you know what what, what do you got going on later and i straight up told them i was like dude i'll be honest with you like i just got some really difficult news i'm like right now processing the fact that this guy that i played football with i'm not super close with him but like i just found out he died and like the first thing he did goes, oh, well, when I was in high school, I lost my uh, my so closest good. friend, and I, I was actually I, I was real I was a lot closer to him than you were with your friend, mm. and he died, and mm. it was so awful for me, and, and I was just like, bro, what's wrong? Okay, man, I'll yeah, talk to you later. Yeah, and I hung up the phone. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. it hurt. So so ooh, it hurt. So so I'm gonna give. So this is real advice here, right? Not only here's the first advice is be like be practical, right? Yeah. The second advice, which actually just aligns with the feedback loop. This is like the fourth, but go ahead. Yeah, is is well, it's it's the practical advice of what a feedback loop sure. is. Yeah. Just, just listen. Yeah. Because what you just said there is a great example. Same thing with a relationship. Yep. Right. A lot. I, I didn't know this. Right. A lot of times when a when a when a lady is trying to like share like you know like complain or this went wrong, this went wrong. Like I I didn't know that as men. We try to solve the problem. Yeah. We try to understand. We try to solve what's next. Yep. When the when the when the thing to do, really? Which I'm like, wow, once I figured this out, this is a game changer. People women are falling in love with me just because I'm just listening. <laughs> That's all I have to do, bro. No, I don't have right to answer though. them, but it's just like what I don't, I don't have, have to resonate. I don't, I don't have, have to, to solve it. it. Yeah. Bro, they just want people just want people to listen to, bro. Yep. You want to know what's gonna change or help change, you know. But what are you doing on social media? You're not listening, you're talking, you're sharing. The answer. To solving all this, is just to listen. That yeah. is a that is a deep, simple, practical thing yep. that we cannot even do in our daily life. It's just listen. But yeah. you know what's crazy? Well, that that experience taught me, however many years ago it was. That's good. That um, when somebody when so, and you know, there's there's books you can read on like how to approach somebody that's going through something difficult. Mm -hmm. You know how mm -hmm. to. 
how to help somebody that's going through grief or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so I've learned a little bit just practically speaking from reading and educating myself, yeah. but that real world example, like it's a, <laughs> that's where I realized, okay, like mm. when somebody's hurting yeah. me saying like, Oh, I've hurt too. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. help. Doesn't bro. Like what helps is for me to go what you said. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what that feels like, yeah. but I want you to know that I love you and I'm here. And if you need to talk, if you need to cry, if you need to vent, if you want to, you know, whatever it takes, I'm not going anywhere. Cause we're a generation that thinks everything, we know the answers to everything. Everything has to be solved. What's next? What's more, you know, we're again, that it's part of the entrepreneurial spirit. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's been so ingrained in us that we forgot that there's a whole other side of how we should be living. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. Cause I'm not even, I'm not even preaching to go from one extreme to the other. Cause then that would just be a, you know, hypocritical of myself. Sure. Right. Uh, what I think I'm real, I'm realizing is if you want a good sustainable life, it, it's, it's the middle, right? Yeah. It really is the middle. It's the boring average middle. It's balanced. It's, but the middle isn't sexy. The middle doesn't, the middle normally doesn't doesn't go viral. It doesn't go viral, yeah. right? Because we know the stuff that goes on news goes is the extreme stuff. Right? Uh-huh. And this is again, bro. This is why. I mean, this is this is why I'm 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 moving totally different, and I'm understanding where to put my energy, what battles to fight, what to do, what not to do. But I'm very very clear on this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually when I wrap up an episode, I will kind of sum everything up <laughs> and then give you like, here's your A, B, and C, your takeaway. Now go take action. Listen to this episode sometimes, five times. <laughs> sometimes I think it's better for for people to just take what they want. Yeah, just listen. So for a, what you want. over two hours, yeah. we've gone over a lot. Yeah. And um, I just want to say thank you. I really do appreciate you being willing to take the time. And um, this is not something that you normally do right now and so i feel honored that you would take the time and come on this this podcast and um and share your thoughts and put it up there for you know whoever and and whatever to hear and you know the pepsi uh, employees to hear and (laughs) (laughs) um but no man it it means a lot and i really do appreciate it i'm just paying you back for sleeping on your couch brother (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) i am honored to sleep on your couch (laughs) When I'm in town, <laughs> that is not the only reason why you're on here. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I like I like having these conversations. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, th- we have good ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I just know certain people can have certain conversations and even be open to it, right? I have a lot of conversations with no one. And I realize, again, I think one on one, these conversations can be beautiful. Yeah. One on a thousand or one on ten thousand is tough. Yeah, that's again. That's that's why I'm pulling back from sure the online the stage world and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna end one one more thing. Go ahead. I realized with 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 Noah. I talked about him with this other day. It was so interesting. I said, "Why? Oh, it was so good, especially with all the crazy stuff that's happening in the world in America. Yeah. Just how divisive yeah, yeah. everything is." I was like, "Man, why can't you know? Usually, usually like." Let's say like you're watching a football game and, and one side you have the Redskins fan and one side you have like the Dallas Cowboys fans and they can like fight and bicker and be super fans for their peoples. But then at the end of the game, you can just go back and be like regular friends and buddies and this and that. And I was like, why can't that be the case for everything else in mm. life? Right. Like, like we can we can do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We do that with 
things that we believe in. And in this sure. case, we believe in our favorite team. But why is it that every, about every so many other topics now, it's really, really hard to do that, right? To be opposite. Uh, to be opposite, still but be still yeah, coexist. Like, once the game is over, we can be best friends again. Dude, yeah. Right? Why, that's why big. That's very interesting, right? And I, re- I realized, I, I even had to crack that code, right? But again, this is just me just studying the market, understanding where the world is at. I realized that when you do that, the thing is, the people that are the two people that are watching the game, they have a they have a previous relationship that allows them to live off of, give each other the benefit of the doubt. Like I know the other person. Like I, yeah. even if we disagree on something, I can say like I, like, I think I know where his heart is, so I'm still going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. The problem with where the world is today is. Without that connection that I'm like been preaching this whole episode of just getting to know people, you will be much more quicker to cut people off. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying, dude? A hundred percent. So, and again, that just guys, that guys kind of just goes back to my theory of like why I think social media and all this good stuff is just it's pushing us in a direction that's the opposite of what I think people really need to be. So the only thing I can do is live my life the way that I think it's right and then maybe that will be an inspiration right because truth be told let's take it let's take it spiritual real quick right yep. let's take i grew up in an environment where like and i'm not even saying this is wrong but i'm just saying this is something to think about you know we were we were, we were taught to grow up at every corner like everybody you meet like you want to like spread the word and convert people to christ and all this good stuff but i'm like is that the best way of actually converting people or is it actually living your life in a way that people are like yo like what's what's making you like what are your core values? What do you believe in that's giving you this level of happiness, this level of success? Like it's about attracting versus forcing. And I think that again, the world we live in is such a forceful world versus like attracting and I just think at the end of the day, if you look at the numbers, I bet you one converts higher than the other. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You can take the spiritual route and say that literally Jesus said it himself that by doing this one thing, people will know that you're my people. Yeah. It's not by the way that you preach. It's not by the way that you, you know, the, the, the acts of service. It's not by, um, how many followers you have or any of that. It's about the way you love people. Mm. That is, that is the indicator. Oh yeah. It's like, well, that makes it a lot more simple. Another, another like very personal and it's pretty recent. I had a friend of mine, and he said, and he knows, he knows my, my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he said, boy, <laughs> he goes, I know you got Jesus. He said, because if, if you didn't, I don't know how you would have made it through the stuff that you've gone through in the last oh, two yeah. years. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of my personal story, oh, and yeah. a lot of stuff that I've gone through and I'm just, you know, that's another, another way to, to be an example and a, and a testament. I think what it comes down to and what you, you were talking about already building um, relationships, deepening the connection with people, the people that I've built a connection and relationship with first and then found out about their political beliefs. Second mm. are the ones that I'm able to have the better relationship Correct. with. Everybody Correct. finds that. Correct. You know, if you start off Correct. like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here, then it's, it's a lot lost. harder. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Yep. Yep. So yep. when you prioritize, yep. like, why don't I just connect with you, get to know you, love you, care for you, treat for, you like a human being. For very basic, boring reasons. It's not about, 
That's what, yeah. yeah. What, you're, what you're sharing is just very basic, yeah. boring things. Yeah. Like it's 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 not even the fact that we both like Marvel. Is not the fact that we're not trying to find commonality. We just understand that there are common things that we can yeah. build on. Like. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a very weird thing. What's what's right? cool is when the opposite happens and when um I had somebody that he told me because I, I'm the type of person where I don't really shy away from like what I believe. Sure. And so I can be vocal about it. Sure. I might wear a t shirt or sure. you know, like I, sure. I'm not I don't shy away from sure. But I don't let that be my only message. Right. So somebody told me he was like, Bro, I gotta be honest with you, I judge you the first time I met you. Sure. Because of the way sure. like just the, the first impression I had, yeah. he's like, and then I got to know you and I realized there's so much more to who Adam Bieber is. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you for giving me another shot. Like, thanks for, you know, c- continuing to hang around and get to know who I really am. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to shy away from what I believe, but what I believe doesn't trump my responsibility to love you. Mm. Like that's my responsibility is sure. to love and care for people first. Yeah. And if they want to know what I believe, then I'm happy to share it. Yeah. And if anybody asks me about it or if, you know, I'll be vocal about it. But it doesn't change the way I look at you and think about you. I say we spend the next two hours learning about your story. <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> no, man. No, this has been so incredible, so helpful. Thank you again. It's not just to get, repay you to, from sleeping yeah. on, or repay me for sleeping on the couch. But nah. um, I appreciate your friendship and, and the value that you've brought here. And I hope that. Whoever listens to the two and a half hours that we just recorded, it's it's beneficial and helpful. Um, and, uh, dude, I just look forward to the next four years. I appreciate the <laughs> Biebers, man. We got your back, you guys. Homie. You guys have changed my life. So, dude, I feeling that. is mutual. Appreciate that. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. Uh, please share it. Um, appreciate all the love and support that everybody has given. Uh, tune in next week for another episode. Um, and uh, catch you guys back next time. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to synergeticculture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.